Johnny wasn't always a wise man. Sometimes he just played at home. But then he went to Company of Dice. They meet the first Saturday of every month at Padstow RSL. I'm Morgan Freeman. And when I'm not starring in movies like Bruce Almighty, I like playing at Company of Dice. Welcome to Mortally Wounded Podcast, episode 50, the big 5-0. My name is James. My name is Chris, and we are joined by two lovely special guests today. We have Jordan. G'day, everyone. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And Brogan. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me here. It is a pleasure pleasure having you on, guys. Um, As uh, listeners may know, we just uh, finished up a... A tournament a couple of weeks ago at the time of recording, um, Sydney Slaughter 2022, and it was a blast. It was a huge success, as always, our fifth year of Slaughter. Um, we were super pumped in the lead up, heaps of organization, loads of effort. Everyone came, made it an awesome weekend. Um, hopefully everyone had a lot of fun. We put a bit of twist on it um, with uh, choosing grand, different grand strategy for each game um, with uh, the big man himself, Joel Graham, taking out the title, back-to-back champion. Um, but we thought we'd um, invite a couple of our beloved friends on the show today. We've got Jordan and Brogan from the D3 uh, Mortal Wounds crew, and uh, we thought we'd just bring them on and have a chat about their experience of Slaughter, uh, their games, and uh, any feedback, um, <clears throat> what they thought of the event, and, yeah, just general chit-chat. So just to kick off, I might start with uh, Jordan. Would you like to introduce yourself to... To the airwaves? Is this your debut on a podcast? Oh, I can't say it's my debut. I appreciate that it's almost. Uh, I have to give that one to the Honest Wargamer. Back when Dan was trying out his oh. Australian branch of the Honest Wargamer. Oh, wow. Cool. Episode back when like sequiturs were a thing. And I think oh, yeah, I got yeah. lost in like talking up a Stormcast list, unlike me, uh, to do that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? I've been introducing myself. Uh, is it a case of how I got here, how I arrived on the screen? Is that what you want to know? <laughs> well, maybe like um, like how you got into the hobby, just a little about like what armies you um, armies you collect, and just a little bit of a little bit of hobby history from you, Ripper. Yeah, I am fortunate enough that I had some cousins and older brothers and people around me when I was like six, seven, eight years old that had some Warhammer, right? Like we're talking Hero Quest, Battlemaster version Warhammer. Like we're not even talking actual fantasy battle game. We're just talking like the classic collab that Games Workshop was doing once upon a time. And then from there, just the love affair kicked off. And I mean, I'm 32 years old and I'm still picking up toy soldiers and painting those bastards. So Games Workshop's <laughs> well and truly taken its pound of flesh out of my bank account. Um, <laughs> like there's no two ways about that. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, it was really funny because I had worked at Games Workshop for a time and left former red shirt. And, uh, you know, I had, a, um, had an old manager call me up and say, hey, I'm putting together a team need to get back in i was like yeah all right pull me out for one more time so in the city store i went and uh i had the pleasure of meeting you both which was an absolute treasure yeah. to me and yeah. uh, <laughs> i think that's how i succinctly say how i've arrived here on the old 
telly with everyone watching talking about war police. Get up. What a time. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, it's, it's great to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, I do remember like back in the day at the Sydney store, um, you're ever, gen- ever the gentleman um, helping us out and spend our pound of flesh in the store. <laughs> you're welcome. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, obviously you're, you're part of the D3 Mortal Wounds crew um along with along with brogan there's a lot of you um so maybe we'll just get brogan to to give an introduction to himself as well and um and then the two of you i guess can chat a bit about d3 more wounds and and that as a group and i guess how you guys formed that and um and stuff that'd be good as well but yeah brogan welcome to the show as well um do you want to give us give the listeners an intro to who brogan is yeah, look, James and Chris, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I'm Brogan from D3 Mortal Wounds in Sydney. Uh, asking me about my hobby history is kind of like uh, having a bit of a geese at a fallen oak and then counting the rings once you chop it in half and being like, wow, he's been around a while. Um, to start my career, very similar to Jordan, it was a, uh, a Milton Bradley collaboration uh, called Battlemaster. Um if uh, no one's seen that before, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a blast from the past. I never even played it, um, but from there I had a mate say, "I know what this is about. Uh, they're Bretonians. That's Empire. These are Beastmen, and they're about to be released." So, uh, if anyone playing at home that likes a bit of trivia, you can guess what year that was. So, um, anyways, moving on before we talk about my age too much more. <laughs> uh, got into uh got into the hobby played some empire way 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 back in the day had carl friends leading a, a force of troops that uh were quite poorly painted uh and then just yeah fell in love with it just kept going and going and going had a brief uh stint with games workshop as well uh so there's a, a few red crowds uh, uh red shirts in oh. that uh, d3 mortal wounds crowd yeah. Um, did a, a brief uh, stint uh, in retail, head office, and then back to a shop that I opened uh, out at Warhammer Penrith, where I spent oh, wow. my heydays. Uh, and then that's where I got into Age of Sigmar. Um, had some of the boys, including Jordan, say, you should really play this competitively. There's a, a real big scene that's about to, to kick off with CanCon. And uh, I think it was maybe the second uh, Call to Glory. I took a fully painted Stormcast army along and never really looked back. Wow. Wow. I, I had no idea that you were um, that you're a former red shirt as well. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> only, only a couple of years, mate. We're in elite company right now. This is uh... <laughs> Not at all. We're not worthy. We're not, not worthy. All, We're not oh, worthy. God. Formerly reactivated dreadnoughts. Uh, we're down again. It's fine. <laughs> it's so true. D3 Mortal Wounds is practically a dreadnought arsenal. Like you look across and you're like, oh, that's this era, that's that era, and then fire it up for a tournament power back down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, do you guys want to talk about D3 Mortal Wounds as a group for a little bit in terms of, I guess, how many how many i don't actually know because it feels like it's constantly growing you're always getting new people so how many members are there of d3 more wins for a start 
Wow, I would have to check our uh, our Discord to give you an exact number. I think the roughly it's going to sit around at least thirty. Um, you oh, won't yeah. see all thirty uh, regularly attend events, uh, but there are a bunch of boys. Uh, we all attend a brilliant pub, usually on a Thursday or every second Thursday night. Roll a bunch of dice, drink a bunch of beers, uh, and we'd like to think we're a bunch of good dudes. Uh, what do you reckon, Jordo? I mean, I couldn't have said it better if I tried. If you're talking about the ethos, you've nailed it. Uh, what's more to say? I mean, what's great as well is that, like, we have garrisons. So we've got, like, a one-man show of D3 Wins in Melbourne. We've got one in Canberra. Got one up yeah. in the Brizzy. Like, it's just, like, slowly but surely we're just keeping our little pockets going uh, with our major east and west of Sydney holding down the stronghold. Uh having a great time kind of a club of the soft scores i would say what do you reckon <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the coveted yeah, like, prizes mate we covered we, we cheer the loudest when one of our team brings home the best sports like that is by far and yeah. the thing that we are most proud of achieving is knowing that yeah. we are people that are good to play against in warhammer that's what we care about like have a good yeah. time have a good attitude and enjoy yourselves make some friends have a good weekend yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Love it. Love it all about it. It's, it's great having you on. And um, all right, shall we uh, talk about slaughter? Boys, Love did you it. enjoy yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> did we ever? <laughs> what kind of question is that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best kind of feedback you could ask for, right? It's like, did you have fun? Yes? Great. That was uh, insightful and exactly what I've dialed in for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Yeah. So I was, um, I know one thing that you guys do with um, D3 Mortal, <clears throat> D3 Mortal Wounds is um, uh, you do like a, <clears throat> your, your salty and your sweet moments. So you, do you guys want to do salty and sweet now or should we go through your games and then do like a salty and sweet at the end. Ooh, we usually uh, save salty and sweet for the end, don't we? Yeah, that's got to be. It's like a salted caramel. Like it's got to right. be right at the finish. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. You save that the last. Made salted caramel. You got to at least take the wrapper off first, you know? Yeah, I mean, treat it right. You know, give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> take it out for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> treat, it, treat it nice, you know, hold it right. <laughs> Go on, Broken Clark, tell me about your game one, mate. I'm dead keen to hear all about it. Game one, a uh, small bit of build-up before uh, before Broken gets to a game one. Uh, leading into this tournament, I hadn't played a tournament uh, or a proper uh, game of Warhammer until hmm, the last Sydney Slaughter. Uh, and then tournament-wise, it would be game one, going straight into it. Uh, I took on the delightful Sean Hay. Uh, we've played each other uh, multiple times. I'm thinking two or three times. Uh, and I took on his delightful Stormcast Eternals. Have you guys seen those before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the beautiful blues blues, and the uh, the basing's amazing. He's got a nice, really lovely uh, display board. It's like got all the Paladors and um, it's got heaps of Paladors. He's got Toralon, Toralon, um, and other Stormcast fare. 
Absolutely, standard, absolutely. Standard Stormcast fan. <laughs> I am. I am such a sucker for anything Vanguard uh, Stormcast Eternals. Just love the idea of these scouts in big pelts and furs, uh, sneaking around the jungle in all of that plate armor when they're ten foot tall. That's my favorite part. Love them. Um, Sean took a bunch of Paladors, yeah, I, I lost count, but it was uh, around 20, the Toralon, bunch of shooty characters, and I I was so ready with my new Soul, um, Soul Blight army that I finished painting the night before. And, yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep, he had, a, uh, <laughs> he had a battalion that gave him first drop. Uh, he said, you go first. I'm like, damn it, that's never how I ever play. And he's like, I know. I'm like, fantastic. I moved my army forward. And he said, well, for extra battle points, I'm going to murder your general, my Vangorian lord. I'm like, are you now? He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, all right, finest hour. Put every buff I could on to keep the guy alive. And he did with one wound to go. <laughs> oh. He... Uh... <laughs> He, he rolled the double. <laughs> Goodbye, General. Goodbye, uh, Prince Vordry. And we had a fantastic time. Yep. It was great. Oh, wow. We had a great time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome good... back to Warhammer Brogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So just was that like, um, did he have some shoot cast, the shooty guys as well? So not the shoot cast you'd expect. Um, I, mm. I should have done my research a little better. I'd, um, the Stormcast Eternal character with a huge bow, the new oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. The um, Knight... Um, Judicator. The Knight Judicator, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris with that specific well, that's why I'm here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, so, yes, that uh, Knight Judicator uh, getting a, a bonus round of shooting uh, right at the start of Hero shooting again and then some paladors coming in with their javelins just absolutely hurting like hurting <laughs> and then mm. on the double doing it all over again and then boy oh boy it was a slog to stay in it uh yeah, yeah. surprise surprise i didn't well done sean you smashed me mate and you're a gentleman so it was uh <laughs> it was all good <laughs> yeah yeah sean's like he's always up there with the the sports um votes as well i've noticed over the years like he's come to most slaughters at least three that i can think of off the top of my head but he's always been in the in the sportsmanship realm as well rep repping the canberra boys um but uh what was your list by the way as well breaks i forgot to, um forgot to ask you that what'd you bring yeah yeah so uh generals of uh, angorian lord um yep. uh running under castellai um, I had uh, Prince of Ordre again, so acting as that secondary general. I uh, had yeah. a Coven Throne, Radikar the Beast, uh, two units of Blood Knights, a, mm. uh, sorry, two units of ten skeletons, and five units of uh, Black Knights. Gorgeous. Uh, and gorgeously painted as well. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was such a – it was a dish. It was a dish to come and have a look at. I really enjoyed Top FMA looks fantastic, and I think you took home the painting prize, didn't you? The for the uh, the regiment of renown, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, fortunate enough yeah. to get that with my skeletons. I was uh, I was very happy. They were uh, one of the first units yeah. I painted for the army. So yeah, yeah so so you, it wasn't the one you finished the the night before. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think last moves was uh, getting the Araldite out and making sure my uh, Prince of Vordry dragon was stuck to its base properly. <laughs> awesome yeah no yeah. beautiful, beautiful painted <laughs> army thank you thank you jordan game one lay it on us Whew. i mean uh context i might have also been doing a few touch-ups on my army the night before but i will be very happy that it was a 12 30 finish 
into bed. So I was stoked. I managed to get some decent sleep before game one. And then I Sweet. arrived <laughs> to meet Joel Einstein, who, if anyone's played him, he's just, it was so hard because he was a 10 out of 10 sport right from the very get-go. So I just had to say to him after the tournament, I was like, you set the bar so high that any game afterwards was just like, is the sportsmanship on par with Joel? Because it was sensational. Um, but yeah. Joel was playing his IMFD kit with all the sharks, baby. Just, <laughs> wow. Uh, it was real, very real. And like, I played IDNF, so I was excited. I was like, great. I'm so excited to see how this plays out. Uh, but I hadn't played with the new book, and I was like, oh, like, it's almost like you're a bit scared. I'm like, he's going to come in with all this bloodthirsty Fuethan shit. Here we go. Um, <laughs> turns out that I I got pinwheeled. Uh, there was like eight sharks all just like sniping away. But the real like tone of the game was set turn one. I mean, I should mention at this point, yeah, I was playing Stormcast. I'll come back to this in a second. Uh, yeah. Eidolon, just like turn one, game turn one, he's just like, is that the guy that gives the five up board? I'm like, yeah, that's Garners. He's like, great. Idol on, boom, straight into my lines and just like hero assassinates Garners. And I was like, okay, <laughs> good stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Breathing in, breathing in. Okay, okay, breathing in. Um, I've still got units. Oh. I've still got stuff. <laughs> I still play this game. I still play this game. I still play this game. And then to like, swing with everything i was like all right let's go like let's go vindictors liberators and lord celestine on the star trek i was like get him boys uh managed to like put it down but i was like okay we've traded a goddess for an eidolon am i up is that a win i just don't know uh but by the time that we managed to play the game out it was a um a point the difference his way like we finished also game one so excited i was like hyped as heck jumping all over people i was like of course i didn't finish my game in the time that we had and we had heaps of time so we get to the bottom of four and i'm like i think we're timed out man he's like look do you mind if we talk it out because i think i can get it by a point and i was like go on let's talk it out and sure enough like he he had mapped it out that he would have won by the point i was like ah, fair play here's the bonus victory point you win this one fair and square and like it earned, earned everything, literally like down to the wire win. I was like, absolute Jeez. respect. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Rip the first game. And like, that was game one of the tournament. I was like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been sweating. I'm like peeling layers off. Like, we both had a moment at turn three priority where we we're like de clothing to like keep up with our nerd sweat. I'm like, this is getting so intense. Uh, <laughs> So heck of a heck of a way to start a tournament, but um, man, yeah, Joel, if you listen to this, thanks for game one, mate. That was outstanding. Awesome. And um, I mean, well, I mean, look, I didn't, I didn't smell your nerd sweat, so that's that's fine. That's good. So bless you, um, Chris. Bless you. Your, your, your nerd, your nerd sweat was fine. Don't worry. Um, yeah. That was the good. That was the good thing about that hall is it was fairly <coughs> fairly spacious and there was good space between all the tables as well, which was good. So. The nerd sweat, the nerd sweat stench was quite strong by the end of the weekend. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was me at the start, honestly. Um, you, like just the, the, I thought I was getting wafts off like a t a damp t shirt or something. <laughs> like I thought, oh no, did I not launder my shirt last time? I, I, uh, I, I washed it properly, but no, it was, it was fine. It's just one of those things. It's like bring deodorant, and then everything's good. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That is a tournament must, everyone. Yeah. Tournament must. Things like, I mean, I won't be yet real quick for the tournament must. Surely it's deodorant. I mean, a banana for the hangover the next day. Maybe, just maybe, like a change of shirt. And I even brought a change of shirt. I was that prepared. I was ready to, like, go full change. Too tired. <laughs> completely forgot. <laughs> nah, right, so that I, was... I always have uh, always have my like evening wear just so oh, that you've done you've, you've yeah. done your day in your top and then because you're hanging out especially at slaughter because it runs so late i'm always mm. like oh, i feel like i want to get changed into the evening now to wear something else but most of the time never bother but yeah that's just good to have options yeah gotta gotta look the part when it's trivia night <laughs> it's the main event of the Warhammer calendar, right? It, it is for me, anyway. But um, anyway, um, Brogan, how was your your second game? Well, uh, my second game was up against the guy uh, named Jordan Goodchild. You might have heard of him. Ooh, yes, Jordan. So this is so, uh, uh, <laughs> this is power. This is power struggle. This Absolutely. The... Yeah. Yep. You beat me to it. It was power struggle, James. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it was uh, lunchtime. Uh, we're having a cheeky beer, uh, finishing off some schnitzels and Korean chicken burgers, which were delicious. And uh, out came the draw. Yeah, Jordan and I were next to each other finishing a beer. I'm like, this is exactly how I want to go into round two. And then I remembered he played Stormcast and regretted that instantly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jordan, how was your recount of the game, mate? Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the glow of Korean chicken burger and the, the height of that golden ale still on our lips, I mean, I felt like I was just going in for a warm hug against a fellow club member. Um, however, it did seem like I was going in for a hug arc with a lot of Skybolt bows, which may have changed how you felt about the hug, yeah. um, especially after playing Sean. And I mean, spoiler alert for anyone that's listening, but you went three Stormcast day one, right? I did. I, yeah, oh, shit. I really did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So uh, happy, happy to be a statistic in your uh, in your tournament circuit. But I mean, mate, like, <laughs> they're only stats. I'm not jaded at all. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, not at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it was my favorite. My favorite part was like going in and knowing like how technical your list and like, you know, Stormcast and a bit of tech, sure. Um, and then, like, just knowing that you and I were not going to finish our game because we were about to have just too much fun yarning and being <laughs> silly bastards, rolling dice and just being like, yeah, how sick of Warhammer. Meanwhile, it's like, oh, it's three hours. Where did that go? Um, <laughs> uh, you, didn't fancy, I mean, you didn't fancy a chess clock? Uh, no. I, 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 no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so, that's how we treat our schooner glasses. I had, I had that was free of charge. <laughs> I was going to say, so, side note: we had chess clocks available, and I think they only got used for one game for the entire tournament. So, I think that was a pretty definitive answer to at least: does the Sydney scene want chess clocks? No, they yeah. don't. <laughs> I am, uh, but I mean, that said, if you had like really ornate sand timers, I mean, maybe. I mean, you could have just <laughs> a real theatre moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you put one of those on the table for the beer hammer boys, that would be used. <laughs> All right, Nate, we'll have to make a note of that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've got to say, Jordan, going back to our, our <laughs> game, um, you also opened, I believe, your first uh, battle round against me, uh, declaring for extra points that you were going to murder my general. And boy, did that nervous sweat just come right back. I'll dive in here. I'll give a little list update so that people know what I'm trying to murder you with. Uh, yep. So a Lord Selison on Star Trek with an arcane tome. My Lord Relict is a general with, you guessed it, High Priest because we rolled all two up translocations of thing. Guard a Steel Soul in Hallowed Nights because I wanted to give everyone... AOS 3.0 uh, Amulets of Destiny. Just, I mean, Ethereal Amulet? Nah, Amulet of Destiny. Rebrand. Um, and then I had uh, a unit of Liberators, a unit of Vindictors, a unit of Arcanor Company, which got some weirdly good hype. Like, I had people coming yeah. up and just being like, oh, Arcanauts, cool. Yeah. Like, Y'all have seen Caradron before. Like, this isn't anything new. But, uh, yeah, it just really seemed to tickle people. But I had a unit of 10 Arknauts in a Stormcast army. Yeah. Um, yeah. 10 Judicators, which is the Skybolt bows previously mentioned, um, and a unit of four Dracothian Guard. Any guesses on which type? Nah, let's just cut to the chase. The Fulminators. Save. <laughs> Save the suspense. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just cut straight to it. So... I like, I imagine Sean had the same idea of how many debuffs can this soul blight vampire army put out? Quite a bunch. <laughs> Which general can I kill? And, and I looked at Brogan and went, How many wounds does Vordry have? Which 15? Is it 15? 16? How many? Uh, 14. 14. Thanks, man. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was Chris to actually give us the rules update there, but you've really come through there, mate. Um, and then I had the idea of maybe rather than pinwheeling Vordry with his 14 wounds, I pinwheeled the Vengorian Lord with his 10. Uh, gave it the red hot crack, full volley, full extra round of shooting, and sure enough, he survived with one wound. Mm. How about <laughs> how did you feel at that point, Brogan? Uh, I was ready to get doubled again, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was, was uh, given into those impulses of, oh, God, it's happening again. Uh, but then confidence came over me as I finished off a beer and uh, decided to get stuck in. Uh, Vordry, well and truly getting stuck in. And then the Vangorian Lord, who's set up with all of those buffs to, you know, neg one wound in a bubble, neg one rend in a bubble. I'm like, you watch this. Vordry is staying alive. Any slaughtering things. Vangorian Lord charges in right next to him. And Jordan, what happens, mate? Uh, gentlemen, are you familiar with the Shield of Civilization? It's, uh, it's a recent addition to the Stormcast Eternals arsenal. Brogan um, <laughs> was not familiar with the Shield of Civilization. So... When I activated the D3 mortal wounds on him, he just went, sorry, excuse me? What's going on here, mate? <laughs> and I'm like, I see this range that you've gotten into with these here liberators and vindictors. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like the oh, shield does what now? <laughs> yes, yeah. look at that one. Can, uh, can I just have a look at those rules for a sec, please? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show me. Show me again. Show me why my general's dead because he yeah. charged you. 
<laughs> oh, it's it's written plain as day. My bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. So, I mean, yeah, Chris, you could say that mistakes were made. You could say that. I don't know if we will say that, but you could if you wanted to. I was more going to say, so you got in with a gotcha. You didn't explain your army fully at the start of the game. Where's the Jordan, fun in that? Where's he, the fun in that? Jordan explained it. I forgot. I just thought Chris was just getting this geared up for a real villain. You know, just staring the in, the old, in the old edit chat later, they're just gonna be like, oh Jordan the villain, get that hype up. I did yeah. see it in Jordan's eyes. You got him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what did how what did Vordry slap off though? Did Vordry kill a Star Drake? He did. He did. It took yes. Jordan. Was it two two combats or three? But he he did dismantle and uh, get rid of the big fella. Two. 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 Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, we had both gone large on turn one. May or may not have had my notes here. I know, no, it's weird. Uh, and we both were like, I'm going to slay the warlord, failed. And then Broman's like, I'm going to bring it down and went into like a finest hour, five up ward, Star Drake that was like, I'm going to do all that defense. And Broman's like, oh, yeah, all right. I'll have another turn of that because he got the double. <laughs> Put him down. I was like, damn it, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> For those playing at home, that's the most forger I did against the Stormcast Eternals army all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> With one wound. <laughs> yeah, oh no. hey, Vengorian on the one him? wound. But um, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're yeah, right. You're v- right. Vengorian <laughs> killed himself. Vengorian put himself. He was like, ah, oh, I don't need to be here anymore, right? I mean Vore dries out, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. You've heard you've heard of falling on a sword. Well, um, he he went crazy, lost the will to lead his army, ran, charged, cast pinions as well, and literally <laughs> flew into that sword that had a lightning bolt attached to it. He had a great time. What a great game! Yeah, turns out, um, yeah, Solvon got some tech. That was fun. It was nice because I hadn't played against New Book. That's how like long it's been since i've had a chance to really like play a variety of armies and um yeah brogan was pulling out moves that i was like they can do that this is this is something they've got which is rad um how did radicar go did he um pull some pull some magic radicar was the star of the show um and you'll yeah. hear uh what game three looked like in a second uh but every yeah. game i played um uh, he had to be the star of the show or I had no army. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Big fan, big fan of old Radica. Yeah, Radica was great. So how did that, how did that game go? Brogan, you got the early double and killed, killed the Star Drake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had taken a toll doing that. And as you could imagine, uh, extending myself that far up the board meant there was a lot of Stormcast in range to have a go at shooting me and uh, getting into combat. So those uh, Fulminators mentioned before uh, did eventually get stuck in. Uh, And yeah, we think we played up to the the fourth turn uh, and then had to math it out a little bit. And uh, Jordan did sneak ahead and get uh, get the victory. Oof, there you go. 
yep. by one point. One so, point. Ah, yes. <laughs> Joel in his previous game was like, oh, can we just do some maths here? Uh... <laughs> I think you'll find that. The glorified draw. That's what I was selling people going after lunch. Everyone's like, how are you going with the games? I'm like, I've had two glorified draws. One went my way, one went his way. So just call it 50-50. I'm two draws in. <laughs> Nice. Game three. Go for it, Jordo. All right, mate. Game three. So this was the first time playing against new Magakin of Nurgle Battletone. And, boy, was it just like that was an awakening. You know that the whole army has a five-up ward save? Just everywhere. Just five-ups. He's like, oh, you did that? Five-ups. 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 I was like... All right, here we go. I'm going to learn me some Warhammer today. Um, but I played against a fellow named Martin Brooks, who oh, yeah. was also on it with the rules. Like he was just like, this does this, this does this. And he was just like super sharp. And I was like, okay, I really need to like focus in on everything he's saying because he is telling me some stuff that I'm like, it does what now? What does the wheel do now? What's that artifact? How many things? All the five up wards? Okay, great. I'm just going to. Sit and listen. I was just trying my very best to keep up. Um, and I think, like, a couple of things went my way in this game that really started to, like, open up. I think the Forminators had their best day out in that game because four Forminators managed to charge two softened-up units of Black Kings. Like, I put some shooting in from, like, Breath Weapons and the Archimorts. I think it had a little Rattatat at them. And, um, yeah, managed to, or, like... I think a clean swept or maybe like left one model there with their attacks. So that was the moment where I just turned and looked at the four and went, you're gone done good, fellas. You're gone done good. Um, <laughs> so they had a real good day that day. Yeah. The four, yeah. the four, I think, is when you see them just do work. Like when you take them as a two, they kind of, they can go in and take a stone horn from full health to dead in one go. Or they can go in and fail to kill like five warhounds because I've literally done both in games. Yeah. Whereas the the four, you're like, yeah, cool. They're gonna they're gonna kill something pretty much every single time as long as they're charging. Anyway, couldn't so. agree more, man. Yeah, it was like that's so true. And I think as well, like just with their buffs and the way that they stack, like you can just like put the four in and be like, I'm gonna lift this and put it on the old dead table. Thanks. This has been a real good time. Um, <laughs> That said, Boy Nurgle have got tricks. Like, just the way that that disease point mechanic works, I'm just like, oh, that's annoying. I'm really going to get, like, frustrated by the fact that they can keep on doing this, like, half mortal wounds everywhere. Um, but I managed to, like, really strongly solidify that side by that Formulator charge, like Chris was saying, the four Formulators just doing that work. And the Star Drake also, it was just, I reckon Dracothian was just like, boys, we got this, just get stuck into those noble lads because the Star Drake had its best day out. Like, it was just like, oh, these plane bearers, yeah, I'm going to eat three, done, that's no worries. I rolled a six for its attacks for the tail, smash a bunch more, and then I was just like, all right, let's, let's get clawing, let's get hammering, and managed to, like, do way more damage to a unit of plane bearers than what I had thought was going to happen. I was like, huh, not bad. For the old dragon, hey, not the fancy <laughs> new storm drake guard. 
so, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep the Star Trek going because this seems to be working out. And so just by like securing that side and managing to like really take that like table half, just gave me a chance to try and just like pincer in because they're great on clean one. I'm like, I don't really want to mess with that. That's a lot of wounds and a final board. I just will dance around that for as much as I can, but just managed to win on the old objectives, which was nice. Nice. And uh, yeah, finished up with a, a solid win. The first one, I was like, I can do the Warhammers. I know how to roll the dice. I know how to flip the toys around. Yeah. yeah, nice. So that was that was our tectonic interference was game three scenario. Yes, that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that brings to me. That tells me exactly what happened. <laughs> you're 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 Stormkeep as well, right, Jordan? So. Like one, as soon as you get to round three, all your guys are counting as three mm. and stuff. So that's that's pretty good for the battle line mm. scoring as well because they're all battle line, right? So yeah, you nailed it. And like the army has got ranged tools, so I'm not trying to get out of my home base early doors. And then you've got the translocate teleport. So if I just look at doing that range damage and just picking my fights in turns one and two by three, I can go. All right, cool. I can slingshot this unit where it needs to be and then just move on to the objectives I want to try and hold. So, yeah, oh, and also, like, just a couple of fortunate locations for the tectonic interference where I was like, I get to hold the special objective a couple of times. Yeah. Sweet. Just good. Yeah. yeah. I'm so yeah, impressed nice. with the uh, the new look Stormcast Eternals. Uh, previously playing them at uh, tournaments a few years ago. They are... I mean, they're a great toolbox army with armor and teeth now. Uh, excited to see them just exist the way they do. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of living up to the lore a bit more, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah about, feels, about time. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it too. Like, you're like, oh, these are some hyper elite chads just going into that like, smackdown. <laughs> but uh, shortly thereafter, when they're just, like, exploding all over the place, you're like, oh, no, this feels right. Yeah, this is more. <laughs> This is how it reads in the books. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. uh, on, Broken Clark. What happened in Game 3, mate? Tell us a story. Well, mate, uh, the spoiler was out before, but, yeah, Round 3, I got to play those uh, highly thematic Giga Chads that are the Stormcast Eternals. Uh, I uh, took on uh, Ado, a uh, fellow club member, a, a new initiate and a reawakened red shirt. Uh, there's a bit of a theme developing Ooh. here, actually. But, um, <laughs> yeah, took on uh, Ado, who's quite fresh to the uh, AOS tawny scene. Uh, and, yeah, had a, another cracker of a game that started with, <clears throat> by the way, uh, turn one for extra battle points. I'm going to murk your general. <laughs> no. <Again? laughs> no. <laughs> this, time, this time around, he decided it was my other general. And, uh, yeah, uh, he had six, uh, six raptors. Uh, mm. Hero face shooting, uh, shooting face shooting. Goodbye, Vordry, before I even moved a miniature. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, I did all the tricks to try and keep him alive. It just wasn't happening. Um, mm. So then I took on Ado, um, almost a quarter of my army down, uh, and just slogged it out with him. Um, Full credits, Ado. His army looks beautiful. Um, I think he paint, uh, picked up a painting award as well for uh, one of his units or a character. Um, but yep. his, his list just 
same thing again, toolbox, armor, teeth. Uh, he had raptors shooting, hero shooting. Uh, he had a unit of four fulminators uh, arriving from the heavens and getting stuck into my front lines. That kept me well and truly boxed in. Um, but I think fortune went my way just a little bit. Uh, they turned up, uh, failed uh, re-rollable charge, didn't quite get in, didn't quite box me in enough. Uh, had enough room to get uh, Radikar, the Vangorian, and a few boys out. And yeah, tectonic uh, placement of the objectives went my way as well and literally just played Warhammer for five hard rounds and eked out a win against him. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a tough one. Very tough. Well done, Ado. Your army is, uh, it's it's hard. Like, <laughs> you've got teeth, man, and uh, I think I just got lucky with some dice rolls. Nice. Yeah, Ado, like he won. I think he won the uh, with Hero his, of Legend, the Hero of Legend award with uh, yep. his uh, Arc Regent or the Arc Regent. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, oh, and yeah, and he had another entry in the uh, in the side hustle too, which yeah, it was like God, a miniature bust. God, it made creep, it hard. It was like a creepy face. It was really <laughs> good. Oh, that's right. Made, that was beautiful. It's like the vampire bust kind of thing. Like it just made it yeah. so hard to pick. God, it was it was hard choosing. All those painting prizes, hey, jeez. Man, it, it yeah. is such a big deal for D3 Mortal Wounds, the fact that City Slaughter has that painting competition component. And, yeah. I mean, just a couple of things about Ado. I mean, like, Ado, I mean, he's also, like, old redshirt, like Brogan said, but he designed that sculpt of that vampire. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, wow. That's, like, scratch. It's, like, scratch-built, like, designed from the ground up. Yep. Yeah, wow. like, dude's mega talented, and um, wow. he That's like huge. came in to learn Age of Sigma at like his like first club meet because was like, "This is cool." Well, sure enough, rolls in and he's like, oh, "I've got these stormcasts I've been working on." Pulls them out, and they all look breathtaking. And we're just like, "Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, this is real nice. Real happy to have <laughs> this kind of toys on the table." Yes, <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. That is one of the good things I find about GW. Like, they are a company that, like, even though it's retail, they don't just, like, hire any Joe Blogs that doesn't really know what the company does. Do you know what I mean? To do retail. They're, mm. like, they hire hobbyists, like, generally. Like, even if you aren't the, like, most hobby-focused person, when you start there, you you come out and you are someone that will like always pull together decent tabletop standard armies no matter what kind of thing if not someone that is an amazing hobbyist and that's something that i do i do really like as a like a a company thing like do you know what i mean so many times you go into a shoe shop or whatever and you'd expect the person to be like an expert about shoes and you go and ask them and they're like i oh, know i just work here yeah. but like you don't you don't get that at, at games workshop you go in and everyone it's such a niche <laughs> hobby that everyone does at least kind of know at least an aspect of it. Like you generally get the people that are like, oh, well, 40K is my thing or Sigma is my thing or whatever, or some of the, some people are painters or not, but they still always are knowledgeable. And that is something that I do still like about the old bricks and mortar store that you don't necessarily yeah. get in other, in other areas. So Make passion, it. the passion. Absolutely. Yeah. The passion's there. Yeah. Good pick up as well, Chris. Um, staff are definitely hired uh, for understanding multiple parts of what they would call a hobby pie. So yes, gaming and gaming is very, very important, but so is uh, the miniatures, the lore, um, 
being a good dude when you're playing a game, all of those sort of facets come into it, not just how well you know your three pluses and your four pluses. 100%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. And it's, yeah, like I say, it's one of those things, like I don't think I'll ever work at GW, but it, it'd still be nice to like be in a hobby shop or be in, in one of those kind of stores where you, you have to like kind of know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah the fact that you've just said like mm-hmm. Adrian's come from a GW and he's designed and scratch built this mod, like bust that he's painted and everything. It's like it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that he's worked at a Games Workshop before. So um, <laughs> that's yeah. that's really cool though. But um, should we talk about the painting competition though? Because obviously, um, Brogan, you you we said earlier you won uh, the Regiment of Renown. Um, I can't remember. Did you enter any other categories, or was that the, the only? Ah, uh, yeah, I entered a uh, hero and a monster. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah. you did. Yeah. Um, Making so, it hard um, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there was so many entries. There was must be at least fifty model, like on plus fifty must fifty plus models, um, mm. on display at least um, across all the different categories. So it was and funny. That, I remember. Like, it's I remember. Going, right. Like, yeah, yeah, like so. I think like we had really good chat after the tournament. I think it was with um, I think it was you, Jordan, and um, Nick James. <clears throat> Excuse me, still got a bit of spicy cough. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, we're good. We're back. Um, yeah, we're talking about uh, things for next year. So there's the last couple of years, and actually like every year, there's always been that little bit of extra interest from people who haven't um bought tickets like to play in the tournament we've kind of kept it in-house ticket holders and it's for like a side um part of the event which, which we reward like we like to embrace all parts of the hobby kind of thing so um but yeah we keep getting interest um each year for people who just want to enter and be a part of the painting competition so um yeah this year there was even like probably the most extra interest we had multiple um people coming to us saying hey can i enter and we've had to go, oh, no, can't. But um, in light of that and your feedback with um, and Nick as well, um, yeah, we're looking at opening it up for next year. So having like a, like a side event, still part of Slaughter, um, we've got some ideas in the works for like a name for it, but um, also uh, making it like a first, second, third kind of situation for each category. So like obviously we have the heavy hitters who come in and they kind of seem to clean up a bit. Um, this is kind of like a, an opportunity for other people to get some recognition for their for their painting prowess as well because it is the standard is just higher and higher every year. It is so hard to pick, and you're just like getting down to those nitty gritty, like ridiculous um, differences to try and pick a winner kind of thing. This will kind of at least uh, give give back more to like more incentive and more satisfaction to the painters who have like you know obviously been building up for six months plus to enter something into the the competition so really want to expand it out next year um open it up for more people we'll kind of fancy it up a bit give it a name um and yeah see how we go so that'd probably be like a, a ticket for the competition um so obviously you'll get your ticket for if you're going to play you still get a you still get an entry uh, entries into the painting comp but then open it up so yeah you can just buy a painting ticket which will be, obviously be a lesser amount and all the money for that will just go into um, getting more trophies basically to cover the um, first, second, thirds across the categories. So you heard it here first. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. 
<laughs> That's very exciting, James. I'm really, really happy to hear that. Um, yeah, I think the uh, the scene as a whole, when it comes to uh, having painted miniatures uh, venerated, is not what it was ten years ago. Uh, we don't have uh, the likes of Golden Demon. Uh, there are some smaller competitions for painting out there, but it's definitely not the same landscape. And we'd love to see a physical event step up and have some people uh, attend that are outside, so they don't necessarily have to be gamers. Uh, get some extra people attend uh that uh you know yeah to see some painted miniatures i think that's just a great thing for the hobby community as a whole uh excited to see it we'll back it 100 percent. awesome yeah. i think Ooh, yeah, yeah as, cool. as, as james said we've we've been talking about it and it's kind of like james like, oh and then then people can enter multiple categories like more categories and i'm like mm, you i think you still have to limit it to two categories so that people focus because if you open it up to too many all that will happen is all the six good painters will just get first, second, third across all the categories if they enter all <laughs> if they enter more categories. So it's like you still True. need to you still need to restrict it to say two categories. But then hmm. yeah, with I mean we opened it up from four to six awards this year and I'm I'm happy we did. I think those extra categories work. We maybe need to tweak them a little bit in terms of some that maybe we didn't think enough about in terms of where they should sit like the burly bruisers and which were units kind of thing um yeah which is some feedback and myself as i was judging it i was like oh actually my intent, where does this one go my yeah. intent was probably this should be here and this should be over here but oh, mm. i'll just let people put them where they put them because that's on me sort of thing so mm. i know that there's there's scope for me to improve but um yeah i'm definitely open to expanding it and having a first second third and trying to make it I know a bit more prestigious, which, yeah, I think if you open up to non-gamers, I think that is the point where you can make it this destination and make it more prestigious. But I think also at that point, we have to get like external judges or at least a couple extra people yeah. in We're for their, need extra their feedback. Yeah. Um, and then I think it has to not just be like, because it's no longer just for people playing in the event, it can't just be a finish game three, set up your models. Me and James will look at them in the half an hour while you guys are getting dinner kind of thing. It needs to be a, here's the tables, they're set up at maybe the side of the hall, a different room in the hall or on the stage or something for the whole day under good lighting and people can come in and set up their pieces throughout the day and the painting judges can look at stuff all day sort of thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely something we'll have a think about and try and I guess improve the grandeur of of that painting comp because <laughs> i i love seeing them every year and it definitely mm. makes people step up their hobby as well and i think the the level of armies at the event was was really good this year certainly yeah. compared to other tournaments i've been to it's it definitely makes me proud to that slaughter is the event that like james and i run to see kind of the level of of hobby and stuff that people do for the event because yeah i i think like everything looked great this year so um I was super happy to see it. It was an absolute highlight of uh, Sydney Slaughter this year, um, just seeing incredible armies on the tabletop. And then uh, in that painting competition as well, um, I, I'm sure if you put the word out, there is some good hobby folk in the community that won't be playing at the tournament that will assist with any form of painting competition next year. So excited yeah. for it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, so we wrapped so up great. We wrapped up game yeah. three. We had dinner. We did trivia. 
And then we kicked on. What did you guys think of the trivia for a start? Is there some sort of stat uh, at how awful most teams are at it? <laughs> uh, I can say no team achieved more than well. 40%. <laughs> no, no one's very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought as well, like at some point we have to acknowledge that. I mean, Brogan, can you just show that logo on the uh, chest of your jumper, please? Just so, wait, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, you nailed it. So, I mean, obviously our club has a logo that identifies with ale. So it's fair to say at that point that we may or may not have been a little belligerent. So when we're yelling at the hosts all kinds of answers, (laughs) <laughs> that were just categorically wrong but funny in yeah. our minds, that's what I knew was the best time. Like, yeah. hands down, we're having a ball. Yeah. Uh, and then I was gutted just to realise how many gaps I have in my lore. I was just like, you're yeah, kidding. Same. <laughs> There's like someone else that's meant to be a better necromancer than Manfred that is an Arkin. I'll fight you. <laughs> There's no way. Sounds like propaganda to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just need more time on Audible. I'm just not enough answered correctly at all. (laughs) I mean, obviously that's that's on me. I've I definitely made it too hard in hindsight. Um, (laughs) I I got carried away. I think with like writing questions because I didn't actually do it last year. So I was I was at least happy that I uh, I wrote it, but. um, it was one of those things where a lot of the questions I was just looking at War Scrolls and literally just using the two sentences, if that, of flavor text on the War Scrolls and like, oh yeah, people look at these War Scrolls all day, all the time. We should know this stuff. And then it was like, <laughs> nope, we don't. We just we just zone in and focus on these few little things. But I kind of thought the people that played those specific units would know their stuff. And like the one guy that brought Glutos to the tournament knew the question <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is war scroll about the name of the demon i didn't know it until i did the research but i was like okay yeah this people do know them but yeah it was definitely too hard so mm. i'll make it i'll definitely add a lot more easier questions next time but mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't want to i'd just come off border war and that was too easy that was like nearly all the teams got all the answers and at the end mm. three teams all had the same score and then we all got all three of the tiebreakers. So Nick was just like, everybody wins. And I'm like, I didn't want that to happen. But then I, oh, I went, there's room for an arm wrestle there, surely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, surely yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely went too hard. Surely everyone their and wrestles it out at that point. Like, yes. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to put that down for next year. That's what um, D3 would do. <laughs> Old man strength. <laughs> on, on brand. We've got it. He gets it. <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, we wrapped up the quiz about what eleven, which was a lot, probably about an hour later than I probably had intended, with the the overruns in the day um, due to the the tournament mm-hmm. software, unfortunately. But um, so we pretty much finished the quiz and then what had about half an hour at the venue before we got kicked out. Um, and then what did we go and do? It was a new experience for me, that was for sure. I uh, I don't know how to describe where we went. I'll leave this one up to James. Where'd we go, buddy? Oh, we went to the, yeah, the glorious the pa- 
Panania Panania Hotel, which is where Chris and I were actually staying. Um, a pub, you know, of the ages, basically. Like we got there, um, bar had just closed, but the gaming lounge was open with a caveat. <laughs> you had to be no more than two people at a at a um poker machine. You had to be gambling to to stay there and drink. So we're just like, yeah, 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 we can do this and then before you know it, we're all just like, you know, arrayed out across our, our pokies, drink of beers, maybe having just a little bit too much fun for their for their liking. Because <laughs> like there's Way cheering. Too much. Yeah. There's like every five minutes, one of the like uh, bouncers come in and goes, guys, you just like, you know, calm down, just like keep it down. It's like, fuck you, Sydney. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Tell him, James. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just, it was just like, fuck this shit. Like there was like, you know, there were calls to go somewhere way better, uh, which I won't mention on the, on the public waves. Um, But uh, uh, unless, unless we, uh, yeah, get in trouble. But anyway, probably too late now. Uh Um, I just felt like as well, my favorite two things that happened that were just amazing. First of all, like we're all sitting around our collections of Bricky's laptops, all having a slap. (laughs) And Nick <laughs> turns to me and he's like, did we end up here? Sips his beers, have a slap. But how, seriously, did we end up here? Sips his beer, have a slap. But no, seriously, I'm like, no, I get it. I think there's a theme here. And he's just <laughs> slapping away on these one set bets. Sure enough, on my side, and this is where I think I should apologise to Chris for even maybe giving him the hope that there's some way of understanding the way that Bricky's laptop works. And Chris is just like, cool, so what, what are the rules? Like, how does this work? <laughs> if I hit this one, what happens? And then if I do this, but wait, that gave me something before. Why is it giving me nothing now? And I was just like, oh, buddy. Oh, mate. Yeah, we're going to. I was just sitting there like, I was just like, I just don't get it. I don't know how people get addicted to this. There's nothing, there's no, you literally just hit the button though. And it just like comes up with symbols. And I'm like, so why didn't I get symbols this time? And then Jordan's like, well, because. Now you're playing one line. And then I'm like, well, what? So I need to play 25 lines. And I'm like, but there's only three lines on the screen. So how does 25 lines work? And then I can't remember. <laughs> someone explained. They're like, oh, no, it's different routes. I think it was Pete. Pete came over and he's like, no. So there's, there's multiple combinations of, like, directions it, c- it can go. And I'm like, oh, okay. So what you're saying is I should always be playing more lines then because then it's statistically more likely that I'm going to. So then obviously just applying my statistic AOS brain to the poker machines. And I'm like, so why? Why would you do this? And then I'm like, I just, and then I'm just slapping the button. Like, I just don't get how people get addicted. And then all of a sudden the feature comes up and then bull rush starts happening and all these gold, like things start flashing up and then money just starts ticking up the pot. And I'm just like staring at the screen. Like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> and then after about, remembers their first. after about five minutes of flashing lights, I'm like, so I just got 80 cents. Okay, this is point. And the cheering and the cheering and the cheering. And then, like, the dude comes over again goes, oh, guys, you got to keep it down. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Mate, so, I, got, I got kicked <clears throat> out officially. Did, did you get, was you, did you officially? Yeah, I think that, officially that, that yeah, was yeah. basically was, happening as you, as you finished the night. Yeah, I was uh, yeah. next to you, James. Did he, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. was in full Warhammer mode and I think I cheered for Nick winning one cent off one cent. <laughs> and uh, old mate came over and he was not impressed with me, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And then that's when I said, oh, I guess we spend our last spin on 
uh, on this one, James, and oh, we yeah, just yeah. cranked it up to max, which I think was $5. $5 bet. Yep. Hit, hit that, and then we hit the feature right in front of the second that was trying to kick us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my win for the night. Forget yeah. the cash. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, we pulled out what two two fifty or something like that. Yeah, we almost got our money back. I think I I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I think Chris and I were like ninety bucks down, just like salty, <laughs> just like yeah, we're done, we're done. Yeah, yeah. what one here. cent at a time? <laughs> oh no, Nick you've got to bet big to cent. win big. I I started betting no. big and then just hit the button and the machine was like, "Cool, this person's bored. Let's just take his money now." And that yeah. was that was I'm my literally... money gone. Yeah, I literally watched yeah. Nick's enjoyment of amusement of placing one set bets just like start here and then quickly decline until it was just skimming along the bottom of one set bets. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I reckon we're done here, mate. Yeah, I reckon that's, I reckon oh. that's our uh, public service announcement right there. Uh, no slaps, play Warhammer, listen to live music, and drink beer. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to work out like a an after-party destination for next year that's not the Panania Hotel or anywhere suburbia fucking Sydney. <laughs> James, we got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If only we yeah. had a great location. We need an we need an after party. Yeah, let's okay. I'll go um, I'll go to an after party that doesn't involve women not wearing a lot of clothing. You can just sit in the corner with the laptop and do the scoring and the pairings for the next day. They'll all come over and they'll be like, oh, put the laptop down, hon. Don't you want to dance? We're like, no, love. Aren't you thinking about what you could do with a good education? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. I can't wait. No. I can't wait to be there. And then we're like, yeah, I'm studying law. And you're just like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, no, uh, have a yeah. Good time. you're great. This is a good time. I'm actually, I'm actually better than you right now. Uh. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. So, but that, to be fair, it's probably a good idea if, if you all go off somewhere because then it means I'll get a good night's sleep and be ready for the, for the next day. <laughs> all right, James, saddle cool. up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> oh, the best. We're in for a great year next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we all got a decent amount of sleep-ish because it's a 10 o'clock start on day two of Slaughter. Uh, thank, thank you God. so much. Thank How good you is so that? Much. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, the club, the RSL doesn't open till 10, so yeah, we're already pushing it on day one because they come in early for us. But uh, Sunday just couldn't – we can't push it any earlier. So, But 10 o'clock is such a welcome thing because, like, oh, man, you can just get that, that extra couple of hours makes it uh, – just takes that edge off, you know. <laughs> so, it's so it nice. Yeah. I mean, especially after a day of being boozed and, like, let's face it, the old uh, – I mean, we can call it lunchtime somewhere beers – that start the day off on the Saturday. By the time yeah. we get through to that next day and we're literally just like hunting coffee, maybe a Barocca, Panadol all at once. And then you're like, it's okay. We've got a 10 a.m. start. I'm just like, yes, yes. The ones should be doing everywhere. So uh, yeah, bit of feedback. Keep doing that. It's working. Yeah, sweet. So shall we kick on into game four, fellas? So Jordan, uh, the Vice was game four. Can you run us through your experience in that game? Take a look at my notes. Oh, yeah, this is such a good game. I played Ben Smith. He was also coming in yeah. with Ivan. 
That's right, yep. Um, and this was the big hug that I was looking forward to for game four, where I definitely had uh, Deathly Mortal Wounds, Nick, that we've talked about before, behind me, and I was like rummaging through his bag in between turns trying to find the Brocker so I could like push a couple of tablets into a glass of water just to help me get through those first few turns. Um, but Ben was just like such a gentleman, like genuinely good sport. And he came in with like three 20 man blocks of Namadi. So again, I was so excited just to like see what this new book was going to be. Like, here we go. I'm full steam. And um, yeah, they're scary as all hell. Like you can just tell that those mighty bricks are going to be a really big thing now because they're intimidating. But uh, I, I managed to figure out that even with him shutting down my shooting phase turn one with his 12-inch range, I was like, okay, well, I guess I might as well just like take the old second turn option because I'm not going to do much. He shuffled up all his lines and then I just managed to like put my adjudicators in front of his reavers so that they could have a shootout, but I just shot first, classic, just, you know, the wildcat style. And, uh, and then the middle really got very intense when I managed to come in four nades and Star Drake just doing the work again. Four nades got in against the turtle and just did what four formulators do. And then the Star Drake went in and managed to gulp down the Soul Render so that he couldn't bring back any of the Namadi. And then we started swinging at the Namadi. Oh, and he happened to stomp the king for three mortal wounds while Seal Sword was at it. So there was just a couple of things that I was like, this is working out to be a pretty good turn over here. Um, <laughs> sure enough, like, you know, Star Drake then just got murder blended by a block in the Marty. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that all makes sense. <laughs> um, that said, you know, he, he had made that choice of putting, he put both of his 20-man blocks in simultaneously and it was not yet turn three. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Okay, so sure enough, <laughs> murder the Star Drake. I'm like, yeah, that was going to happen. We all saw that coming. My Fulminators will now attack those 20 Namadi and like he, he caught them off the charge, they weren't doing the extra damage, but there's still just like a fair few attacks that they can do and um managed to chew through them. So by the time we got into the bottom of three, just like the glass hammer of Ideneth Namadi build had hit the old shield of civilization again. And uh I think at that point we'd just looked at each other from across the table and I said, hey, hey, you've wanted to play this one out. He's like, I reckon uh, we can call it there. I was like, okay, good game. <laughs> this is a fun time. <laughs> um, and then like just like a couple of classic nerds, rather than like trying to organise ourselves for the next game or like maybe do a bit of housekeeping, whatever else, we just sat at the table and list tech chat for like an hour just being like yeah so here's what i've got my net connection what do you got we just hung out like bros well outstanding i was just like yeah man let's definitely do this again so yeah sweet yeah just a great game awesome so that puts you on uh three and one at this point well yeah i managed to go three and one by that point uh, like i said the first two games glorified draws we call it glorified draws but uh yeah so, <laughs> We're up two considerable wins. Uh, 
a very friendly advantage win and uh, yeah. the one pointer. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the one point, man. You're always uh, welcome, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in my only double up of factions. So I managed to play four out of five games as being unique factions, which I was really impressed with because I thought, okay, I'm, I prepared myself to play like Seraphon every game or like Stormbreak Guard every game, um, but just like really pleasantly surprised to play a range of armies. So that yeah. was great. Um, oh, good. And, and clearly a hangover was my friend for that game because I was like, I can't really think too clearly, so I'm just going to, like, just push my models in and hope for the best. Yeah. Sometimes, decis- sometimes decisive Warhammer makes you a better Warhammer player because I know I overthink so much stuff and it's like, oh, if I do this, yeah, but then my opponent might be thinking that and then they'll counter me by doing this. And half the fucking time, they're not no, they're thinking not. it. No. Just do it and you'll, you'll be fine. So it's like me and James played a speed hammer game after the tournament. And we were like, let's one, we needed to because of the time. But also I was like, fuck it. I don't need to spend four and a half hours and not finish the game. Let's play an hour and a half to two hours and finish the game and just make quick decisions. And I don't really feel like I needed to spend an extra hour or an hour and a half thinking about stuff in the end, yeah. like when we played the game. So it was, uh, it's good. I'm going to try and do it more. So yeah, there's this definitely yeah. something to be said for just playing fast decisive warhammer how was yeah. that game for you james oh you know <clears throat> it was the uh <laughs> you know there's like you know there's that classical classic thing where you know you get you get absolutely smashed and you just feel like flipping the table and uh and <laughs> you skipped and ahead quit. to james's announcement like of retirement warhammer. of warhammer you know sometimes you know, there's like we just feel like quitting you know like you just like give up your heart sinks yeah that was kind of like similar to that but like you know, wow. it was fine. It was fine. You know, like it's it was Chris's birthday. You know, it was his birthday, so <laughs> yeah. we hadn't had a game for ages. Like it'd been months since, like yeah, probably like at least a year since we'd had a game. So it was just um, you know, here's the buy bus list, Chris. You kill me with your seraphon. Go, buddy. You do it. <laughs> I will be decisive. I now quit Warhammer. That's my decision. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah it was good it was good uh yeah boys um i'm gonna lead into it hell of a segue by the way um <laughs> just to get stuck in and make the decisions uh that was my undoing in game four um, i decided <laughs> to do exactly that um uh, i took on jordan burgess um Ooh, yeah yeah great gamer bloody good hobbyist um if anyone's seen his maggotkin before um you'd oh, yeah. be aware of his painting prowess um, mm. took on his maggotkin, uh, and just just going back on something Jordan was saying about the maggotkin and their their new look. Um, it was a new look uh, for me as well, and I really liked it. I thought it was thematic. The five up after save just being amazing to keep them around. Uh, the poison system ticking down on the mortal wounds as you're you're in contact with them. Highly thematic. Just made a lot of sense as opposed to guys in the previous edition that are literally surfing waves of pus and being ultra quick for it made no sense <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i just i, I really uh, enjoyed their new play style um had a hard game against jordan um but going back on that decision making i'll set the scene it was um uh, it was the vice of course uh running down that narrow board um Either side of the board, uh, we had uh, so on the on the long edges, uh, we had uh, two large pieces of terrain that were uh, obscure. Um, 
uh, obscured and impassable, uh, creating what we were calling the hot gates. And right at the start, oh, Jordan's cool. like, ooh, that's a bit much. I'm like, that's a bit cool. Let's uh, let's 300 this baby. Are you ready? And then <laughs> regretted my words. Boy, did I. <laughs> I got blocked out from the game uh, oh, by Nurgle just doing what they do well. Um, yeah, yeah decided to take the initiative after a cagey turn one from the both of us both of us zoning out not letting any uh ambushing maneuvers happen uh and then i got within what i thought was a decent range for vordry vangorian lord who was giving a reroll bubble a reroll charge bubble and just decided to go for the throat as i did uh mm. he's removed one of those pieces with a command point strategic little redeploy Opening up that charge range a little further, uh, failed it on the rear roll charge and had Voidry just sit there oh. out in the open like a big dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so failed that charge, failed the charge with some Blood Knights to support as well. And then <clears throat> the Vangorian went, mate, I've, uh, I've used my pinions for this. I'm going in. So I decided to go in. <laughs> And I'm like, this is this is great. My Vangorian is so dead. And then I just watched him hold a whole wave of Nurgle for about three and a half turns. Oh, just wow. on his, uh, yeah, neg one to wound, neg one rend. Uh, awesome. He just did the job and uh, gave me the opportunity to, to sort of catch up and be in the game. But with Vordry really not being able to charge after that and everything just, just blocked in, uh, I was watching... Um, uh, plague bearers with fleshy abundance and all the mm. nastiness just fly in, hog the objectives, and really just take over. So yeah, quite a defeat. And uh, well done to mm. Jordan for uh, for punishing that uh, bad decision early on with Vordry. <laughs> oh man, that was it was a good decision until those rolls happened, right? No, oh, you you can stack <laughs> it so much, and then yeah. <laughs> I hate you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, mate, I completely agree with your points around the lore and the feel of the new Maggot Kim book. Like, it's so much better than the last one. And as much as, like, just those five-up boards and everything play in, it just, it plays like the way you'd read it, which was cool. I was like, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it felt like you were taking on. Uh, that's fleshy Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. disgusting and it should be. I, I like it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, kind of seeing like a bit of a trend there with the new books as well. Like the Nighthaunt book is incredibly thematic, especially with the way their mechanics work with the charges and the debuffs and everything. Um, the rewrite of the War Scrolls, um, just it fits the law so well. And I haven't, um, I'm not up to speed with what the new Skaven stuff is, but from what I've sort of picked up, the vibe um, on the Twitters has been that it's uh, matching up to that kind of uh, vibe as well. So something about the... Um, <coughs> Oh, there's some, oh, what are they called? The guy, the guy, the shooty guys can blow themselves up. Really yeah. Now. It's, it's, like, it's just that thematic kind of skaven like mischievous uh, vibe, which I love Skaven for. So it's good to see the new books kind of living up to that. Mate, I agree. I've been tempted by uh, Clan Scryer Force for a long, long time and just read through some of those uh, teaser notes. Uh, it's more risk, more reward. Uh, why would you not risk it all to blow everything up, including yourself? It just looks like a bag of fun. It might have to be yeah. one of my next projects, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, touch wood. I don't think there's been a bad... I don't think there's been a bad book for AOS 3 yet. Like all of them, I think no. they've they've started to have a really good job with Allegiance abilities. 
and like making mm. just giving giving really good allegiance abilities so that you get more flexibility and all the units in the book benefit from them rather than having loads of stuff on individual scrolls you pack the allegiance abilities full of stuff and then any unit you take gets better in the allegiance like you're not you're not off oh, there's Stormcast was one of the earliest books, and it's probably the heaviest, least most heavy skewed one. Where dragons, long strikes, and fulminators are the three really, really good units in that book. And there are heaps of other units you don't necessarily use, but I think they'll tweak that and they'll make it a bit better. And there are still a ton of abilities in that book, which is good. But yeah, like the Nighthorn, the Maggot Kin, like even the Fire Slayers and stuff, like what they've done with the Magma Droths and stuff to just broaden up how good everything can be. Is, mm. is pretty cool so mm. um yeah i'm excited to see the skaven book as well and just open up all those options and stuff mm. so that's big maybe. fat big fat middle you know yeah right mm. where we want armies to be and i'm 100 yeah. gonna piggyback off the back of chris's allegiance abilities comments to reference the allegiance ability soup that is my game five gentlemen have any of you played against gloom spike kids Ugh, not a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played. Um, I played uh, Ben Spinetti at um at Border War against <clears throat> against his gits. Yeah, heaps of fun. Heaps of boys around the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, again, he, um, again, yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, let's let's also give Ben the credit. I'm pretty sure the way he builds his armies now is cool. What's the meta? All right, and these are the units that no one's taking. All right, great. I'm going to make a whole army out of those units now. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah. He, he like, froths on it. We'll we'll just reading uh, <laughs> as some notes on a, a a new army build the other day, and a bunch of people were like, "Well, surely <clears throat> this is the option. Look how good it is." He's like, "That's 100 percent why I don't take it. I take this other option. <laughs> it's fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> And I think just to be a bit be a bit cheeky and have a little bit of a dig at Liam, he was um he took that that mega, you know, Daughters of Cain army. Yeah. And was just plowing across the board, like myself included with the buy buster round one. But um I think Ben finished the tournament one ahead of him. <laughs> so it's like Liam, if you're looking for list advice, go talk to Ben. Woo! <laughs> Red hot. <laughs> what a dig. Um, Oh man. <laughs> and like the way he just doesn't even like stay on trend. Like as soon as that yeah. army, like the shark army got popular because it started to get good, he's like, nah, I'm out. Don't want to play <laughs> the shark anymore. He like plays his trolls and actually starts to win some games with them. He's like, nah, I'm out. I'm gonna do an old squib army instead. I'm like, ah, classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and he took out the coolest army. That is as how well. I was Oh yeah, and like, dude, dude has like just like mad hobby chops. I don't. I think he's the most prolific in D three more wounds. Like, we have a hobby dedicated channel, and every time we look yeah. at it, it's just like a Ben Spinetti update, which is so great yeah. because it just inspires you to be like, I really need to be up on my hobby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good. And Spinetti's his dragons. What to be? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like. Uh, what we're on the like pirate coast, but we've got yeah. these big vampire dragons coming in hot. Yeah, so tasty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kudos to you, Just, Ben. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he he won that by a landslide as yeah, well. It's like, a mad hobby prop. It was um, it was he had quite a significant lead on the votes there. <laughs> it was yeah, that was not a tough one. <laughs> so good on you, Ben. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
that that list it, again like it, it was surprisingly good like i wasn't expecting it to play as well as it did we played we played a practice round the game before i was like oh damn this this has got some shops but yeah. uh, i i need to then thank ben because he gave me the insight into what i was going to go up against in round five hmm. because he had a trogs army he being a scott bachelor so oh, yeah. this yep. was weird because the way that he organized himself for his game was like looking into a mirror and like he was setting himself up with his dice and his models and I was doing mine. I was like, Scott, did you, uh, did you go to the same school of toy soldiers? Cause this is <laughs> uneerie, but, uh, but it, it was so good because I've never played against Kragnos as well. So I was like, Oh, here's the end of empires. And like my butt was just so tight and just like, so terrified of what Kragnos was going to do to my army as it was just going to come trouncing all the way through. Um, and, and again, like I was like, every time Kragnos moved somewhere, my Star Drake would just move to the other side. I was like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. We are not, we are not doing some 66 model wounds. That's not going to be what happens over here. Um, I just, yeah, didn't want to see that in my game. <laughs> the big clincher, the way that it all ended up shaking out was his trogs went in against the shield wall and like smacked up some boys, but the Gardas ward save really managed to keep them standing, which was a huge success for me. I was like, come on, we're still alive. And Kragnos managed to do this massive slingshot charge around to the Fulminators. And I was like, ah, oh, this is probably it. This will all do me. But I kept one alive. And because of the way that they were positioned, it meant that in my turn, I was three inches out. Like I was away from the combat. I wasn't engaged anymore. So I had a chance to rally and I got to rally a Fulminator back. And I was like, get up. Get in there. <laughs> Sweet. This game. Um, and uh, I mean, a two-up save is a two-up save. So Kragnos is definitely a scary beast with that. Um, but if you roll ones, you're still rolling ones. And... That's exactly what happened. I think Scott literally just had some moments where he was like, no, nah, it's fine. It's just two saves, pair of ones. He's like, cool. Okay. Cool. okay. That's fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's going to be like that. So, uh, yeah, it was just a few moments where I was like, oh, okay. The old dice are not bringing it to you here, bud. Uh, okay. We're just going to roll with these punches. Uh, and just like, I think as soon as Kragnos went down, I just felt this wave of relief. I'm like, okay. All right, now what do I do with all these trolls? What am I meant to do about all these other boys on the table? And they slap as well. I was so scared. I'm like, they are just going to punch straight through my Stormcast. But um, managed, I managed to do just enough damage to have like a turn when I think I killed like, was that the Predators and Prey one? Was that the one? Where it's like, you got the units that are like the Predators? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a turn where I killed all three of his predator units and Kragnos for the monster point. It was a good turn. I was like, oh, I feel like we've, I feel like we're okay. Yeah, sweet. That was the moment. Yeah, I was like, that's basically his whole army. That's his whole army. So, so <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, okay, <sighs> breathe, breathe for a moment, and uh, and managed to pick up the win there as well, which uh, wow. puts yeah. me on a, a a four and one. To round it out. Beautiful. A beautiful four and one with a beautiful army too, by the way. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate you saying that. They are yeah. the most indicatory hallowed knights you've ever seen. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so you ended up fifth overall too. So that is like top 10 sterling effort, mate. How about you, Brogan? How did you round off the tournament? Mate, I uh, I came into that hall soaring in like the vampire bat I am uh, to the dizzying heights of table 26. Um, I was ready to get it on those tables. Uh, turned up to my table uh, and I was going to take on Katie Daly. Uh, and I'm like, all right, Maggotkin again. This is awesome. Um, I'm ready to go. Katie rolls up to me and she's like, do you want to get a beer? We're going to hit it off real well because my partner used to be in a band of yours eight years ago. So let's go get a, ba- a beer and play some Warhammer. I'm like, this is the game five I wanted. It's fantastic. That's sweet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. It was real cool. Totally the small world uh, sort of scenario all coming oh, in for, for game awesome. five. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Maggotkin again. So I was uh, expecting a little more of what was going to happen. Uh, and then we just rolled some dice, had a bit of fun. I don't think anyone's predators uh, killed any of the other predators. Oh, actually, no, tell a lie. The great unclean one uh, killed one of my units. Uh, so Katie did well there. Uh, mathed out the last few turns because we had way too much fun uh, and just <laughs> just got up with a victory. But honestly, I just Sweet. had fun playing Warhams against a great opponent. Okay, awesome. That's what a great way to wrap up the weekend. I remember going around checking tables, whatever, during the tournament, and you guys were definitely a standout. I could tell you guys were just heats relaxed, having fun. So that was that's a win. Yeah, I uh, yeah. took it as a huge win. I uh, I gave my car keys <clears throat> to uh, one Pete Bickford of D3 Mortal Wounds and said, "Buddy, you have to be the responsible driver this time. I'm having too much of a fun time, and I uh, just continued to roll in, having a, a real fun time." And uh, the uh, dice behaved themselves too. Crazy. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what more could you want? That's awesome. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And so, yeah, so you've, you've walked, you walked away with, uh, I think you got runner-up best opponent this year. First, second year running? Uh, it is the second year running. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Always the bridesmaid. Oh, you can't. You can't say always the uh, the bridesmaid on that one. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> full bride three years ago, baby. <laughs> you were. That's right. Yeah. yeah Every time, yeah. you you're always up there for the sports, man. It's uh, yeah. We should have a game sometime. I don't think we've actually had a game of Warhammer. Same with you, Jordan. I, I don't think we've actually had games. We're I, gonna, we're... James, the last time you and I played a game was back yeah. when I was working in the store, and you yeah. schooled yeah. me with the Bretonians when they had rules. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're like, okay, so these are my Grail Knights against your Stormcast. I'm like, wait, who's more righteous here? What's going on? I'm so confused. That's right, yeah. Uh, I know that James has Nighthorn. I didn't realize he had Flesh Eater, of course. That's amazing. Sneak it in. Actually, did have a loose idea to kind of do something with them to do that, but I never eventuated. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Oh, the old world's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Should I say, maybe save it for that. But one day, one day. <laughs> one day. So you, ha- you, ha- you boys had lots of beers. Did you have any of the... Uh... The Fury of the Deep, or what? No, what? What was it? it? Wasn't Fury of the Deep? It was a Fire and Stormy. Fire and Stormy cocktail. cocktails. Fire and Stormy. Oh, the ginger potion. Yeah, did we? Ever. <laughs> 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 might have had a, might have had a couple. 
I'm still, I'm still perplexed as to how you managed to get that to be a ten dollar drink. Like I was just like, they're making a loss on this drink, surely. Like this is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, no, I was, I was awesome. pretty happy with the uh, with, <laughs> with that in the end. So uh, I think that I think they got around it by doing like a half shot of the Jim Beam, but I was yeah. fine with that. Like a normal shot of Kraken and a half yeah. shot of Jim Beam, still pretty good. So. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. I was happy. I was happy with that. I had, I don't even know how many I had over the weekend, but a, a lot. <laughs> and, the, and and that and Jaeger bombs. No. Yeah. Well, I didn't have that no. many Jaeger bombs. I think no. I only had two, maybe three. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. That's just what Josh Prosser and myself brought you. Come on, surely we did better. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was three. I think I had two. Two during the hall, and then me and James had our had our one on stage at the awards ceremony. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that was terrific. I genuinely think as well, like we had the cap off shots as well. Just full D3 Mortal Wounds brand. Oh, yeah. What, what did we go for they the were weekend? Great. We we boozed. Oh yeah, we played Toy Soldiers while we're at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what you guys was said... that shot at the end? Like if, I just remember cream and like caramel yeah, that, or something, and then that was my my fireball. throat burning. That, that was uh fireball, maple syrup, and whipped cream. Ah, oh, it's the best. I could have had 10 of those. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> that was so good. Not my go-to, so, but boy, I was ready for it. <laughs> it was so good. It dribbled out the side of my mouth and all down my shirt. That's how good it was. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Explosion of joy in my mouth. <laughs> Your words, mate. <laughs> cream, nice and creamy. It's just like fully wounded by night. <laughs> yeah, the uh, other crowd is going to be very happy with this. <laughs> That is, uh, that is a shout-out right there to our D3 Mortal Wounds Uplake crew. Bickies, I'm looking at you. Mike, you too. <laughs> oh, awesome. funny. Well, yeah, so that, that kind of, that I guess, wraps up your, your games. But I, I'd love to know just, like, some overall thoughts from, from you guys on the weekend. Like, as we James said at the start, maybe your, your salty and your sweets, your best, your best moments and things that... I don't know, weren't so great and that we can try and improve like going forward. Sure. Jordan, do you want to start or do you want me to start, buddy? Mate, you're in the lead. Go on. You lead out. What's your sure. what's your salty? Should we get the salty out of the way? That way we can get to that juicy, sweet goodness just lingering <laughs> underneath. Mate, the, the salty is actually just at myself, uh, this tournament this time round, out of condition. And I made a classic mistake. Um I was painting my army the night before and I told myself years ago I need to stop it because it is ridiculous. Uh, and I hit I hit Thursday night and I was freaking out about it because I was corralled into some uh, warm-up games, which is very fair on my opponents. I should play some warm-up games. So I went, yep, that's the right thing to do. Freaked out about it. And at that point, my beautiful partner of 13 years, Katie, went, mate, you're doing the thing you said you'd never do. What's wrong with you? I'm like... Ah, heart sinks. Yep, this now sucks. All right, I'm painting until forever. Let's maybe get to the tournament with a beautiful looking army. I don't know. Uh, so that's that's my salty. Just disappointment, right? <laughs> that's oh, fair. Man. That's fair. I'm yeah. No, the fails. I hate being in that position as well. 
Oh, it's but, gross. It's just removes oh. the fun from the hobby at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, were you were you painting in the car park? No, no. Then, I've, then you're I okay. Have, I've never <laughs> been that guy by that point. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will make up a great excuse uh, rather than do that. <laughs> I've, I've almost been that guy. Uh, we we're like, this is years ago now, but we were going to go to a 40K tournament down in Melbourne that we used to freak Black Hanacon. And mm. our theme was we're all going to build and convert these Chaos Space Marine armies, which we did. Everyone followed through. We built and converted these awesome Chaos Space Marine armies. Most of us even got them painted. I, like the slack bastard I am, was like, it's fine, it's Night Lords, it's pretty much just dark blue and silver, it's great. I'd done one, like, test scheme, got it to the point where I was happy, rolled in, the rest of the army was just undercoated, and I'm like, it's fine, boys, I'm just going to stay up all night and paint it, to which, thankfully, like, Brogan was just like, no, you're not, that's so dumb. I'm like, shut up, next might think some sort of beverage, we could possibly call it beer, <laughs> I can do this! sat down and my other good friend Mike just walked over and just like put his hand on my shoulder and said, not today, champ, not today. Pulled out his old Marines and just goes, you're playing this tomorrow, bud. Just time to switch that one up. So Tell the uh, TO. Yeah, I was that guy and I was like, oh. Just gonna walk up to the TO and say, hey, remember that army list that I sent in? Uh, he was just like, yeah, fine, whatever. I don't even care. Jordan, I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on your story because this is the only time in our friendship I've ever been mad at you. Uh, I roll roll into your place in Darlinghurst. I've uh, picked up my brother Lachlan um, and rolled into yours before going to the airport, and I can smell chaos black undercoat. I'm like, no, you have not. There is not a chance. And there it is on the spirit um, speed stick, blue tack down. Fresh coat of paint on it, like you're a bit of a jerk, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> the part that got me the saltiest about it is that your color scheme was worked out by an old boss of ours at the time who was a Golden Demon head judge in Mr. Golden Demon of Australia. He designed your paint scheme and it looked sick, <laughs> and you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Golden. Memories. <laughs> Golden. <laughs> what a time. Uh, which, I mean, I'll, I'll launch into my actual salty. So I had five out of five amazing games, amazing tournaments. So I'll get to the salty real quick, which was I've got a beef with un... Or, like, um, no, that's not the word. Not unified dice. There we go. I think that describes what I'm trying to say. <laughs> which is Games Workshop over the past few years has released some dice for a dice game that I would argue are not for dice games. So <laughs> if you alter the tournament with the squig dice, with the beastman dice, with all those like scratchings and the marks and like the weird bouncy Nurgle dice and all of the shit. Dice. Oh. <laughs> Don't, name a shame, boys. Name a shame. <laughs> was it the Lumineth that had the barrels? Did they have the barrels? No. Oh, yes. Talk about the Lumineth ones. They're fine. Yeah, they're random. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm not meant to see someone roll barrels. And it's just, 
I just don't want to be in a tournament where I'm having to look over and go, I'm sorry, I'm sure you meant to roll dice, but weirdly you grabbed some tea leaves. <laughs> and you rolled them on the table. I think these are the dice you're meant to roll. Um, so maybe, just maybe, if we could have uniform dice on the tables, I'd be, mm, that would be, oh, just amazing. That's a uh, shout out right there to Mojo D3 Mortal Wounds. <laughs> Organize them dice. <laughs> he literally like. I, weirdly, I've stolen it from him though. If Mojo listens to this, I hope he does. I've stolen the racks of ten that he does. Yeah, bro. Same. Dice into racks of 10. And I'm like, oh, it's actually. <laughs> I, I, I colour code my oh, racks of 10 dice. It's, it's so helpful. good. I'm going to do the same. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. good way. Um, and I mean, you know, if only we had some like mortally wounded podcast branded dice or something that we could like get out for some tournaments, that could be a real good idea. I reckon <laughs> that could be fun time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're due for a new batch. We didn't get a new batch this year. So yeah, we should do it. To, uh, Boys, was that the plug? Was that what I was meant to do then? That was the plug, right? <laughs> I, I've got the plug in. Well, well done, Joel. A... We'll, we'll give you your free dice later. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. To, uh, to quote Sean from game one, I need a refund on my free uh, free dice. You should have seen how they were rolling that game. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet. Too funny. All right, Brogan, here's up. What was your sweet? Uh, sweet. Uh, honestly, just being back, playing Warhammer, uh, and having one of my favorite tournaments ever be that tournament that's brought me back. Uh, just the overall vibe, I guess. Um, to quote one Eddie Marbo, the vibe. I was say, is it Marbo? It. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you. And Jordan, how about you? Yeah, man, the, uh, it is, we treat Slaughter like it's our home turf tournament. Like, Deep Mortal Wounds represents, like, it's like a, it's a call to arms when we know it's up. It's a, all right, boys, yeah. you best believe that we're going to represent as hard as we can who's in. Um, we, like, flood the chat, try and get as many of the tickets as we can because we just want to have a cracking weekend. And it, it delivers. And we've been... I think there was only one year, like 2020, that we couldn't do slaughter. Uh, I think that's the only yeah. year that we didn't get to partake. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, it's like, it's a fixture in my calendar now. Like, my fiance knows. It's like, oh, okay, Queen's birthday weekend. Yeah. So I'll spend some time with the family. I'm like, you're damn right. Gotta go to slaughter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. We've, we've yeah. got your backs. We got your back, yeah. boys. Got your back. It. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're gonna have to watch out for the uh, the Scrub Hammer boys though, buying uh, all the tickets next year, I think, because there really? there was a lot of them as well. There was a lot of them as well this time. So um, yeah, I think, the, I think you guys you guys had the biggest rep biggest rep with I top of my head. Correct me if I'm wrong. 13, 14 players, roughly, um, yeah, and then <clears throat> next in line no, was um, the yeah. <clears throat> next in line was the uh, Canberra. AOS, the Chaos guys. So they were like one less than you guys. So between Canberra and Sydney, big turnout. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? If it comes to it, we know how to work out a draw. We discussed that earlier. It's fine. We got this. <laughs> Home turf. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. And if it comes to it, we can always put down the hazel sticks and form a square. So ready. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Did someone say beer hammer? <laughs> Look, I was disappointed we were... that I didn't see any beer hammer this year. Like, I was we're... ready for it, and then I didn't see any. Man, we were ready for it again. We, we spoke Sorry. about it. Yeah, no, you're right, man. I was just going to say we spoke about it because there was so many, and this is the thing about having so many of your your group roll into a tournament. There's bound to be games that you would play from the club nights, right? And so we all roll in. We're like, all right, how long until people start matching up against each other? Round two, but straight away, we're all up against each other. Uh, but like just those those t- those games where it's like Saturday day one and you're like, do I really want to go beer hammer game two on a Saturday? Oh, yes, the answer is yes. Of- <laughs> yeah, and and then when I was like, no, I don't know if I could go beer hammer round round two game one. Just the shame that was heaped upon me for not electing beer hammer. They were just like, put your teeth through water wounds, mate. What are you doing, mate? <laughs> 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 Only win by one point, mate. Rip off. <laughs> Rip off. Could have had a game of beer hammer. I can't even imagine going in against a brand new army afterwards. I just remember like, what? Which way? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Joshua Foster, uh, runner up in beer hammer last year and uh and best dude uh at the tournament as well. Uh he and I were neck and neck uh on the rankings or so we thought going into game five and we had this moment at the table uh in front of the entire group where i chucked my car keys at pete, uh, pete bickford and said foster this is now happening uh the draw went <laughs> differently but i was walking in there ready for it <laughs> sweet uh definitely a highlight absolutely yeah. for sure um all right i think we're fr- probably heading towards the end there but um if you could, I guess, if there's anything that uh, Slaughter didn't do this year or hasn't done in any previous years or whatever, if there was one thing that isn't there that you'd love to see, um, what, what, from your point of view, could we do to make the event better, change the event, etc. cetera, um, for next year? Not to put you on the spot, but don't, to put don't, you on the spot. Don't, yeah, don't spare feelings either. Like, we, yeah, we want to make it better. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm struggling for an answer. It's uh, it's one of my favourite tournaments for a reason. I, I really like the format. Um, don't don't have a lot to go with that one. Sorry. That's fair. That, <laughs> yeah. That's also that's a, fine. What a, what a great what a great feedback form to have. Oh no, you guys are doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Like yeah, what the hell is? Uh, okay. <laughs> but I, I there is there is there is a reason that we show up the way that we do. Like we we love the format, we love the environment, we love that there's just the one place to eat, so everyone gets to have that community mm. vibe. And I think that's the thing that yeah, yeah. the tournament does particularly well is the integrated community experience that takes place, where you genuinely feel like you can sit down and have a meal with the guy that you were just playing against, and still be catching up with you know your clubmates and whatever else, or the people that you drove into town with. Like it's. It's good that it's got this real, like, strong community vibe. And I think we've yeah. already touched on, like, the pain and competition and the way that that grows because, like Brogan mentioned, as well, there's so many people that we know that are on the fringe of attending the tournament to game because maybe they're not confident in being able to play five games of 2,000 points. 
but they're hundred percent painting up, you know, their year long Lord Aqualore just ready to like drop that into a painting competition and be like, look at yeah. the Technocolor feathers. And you're like, cool. It's very clear to us that you love the hobby aspect of this. So yeah. I think like, you know, the expansion of what this tournament can do of like in the community is um, pretty exciting as well. So, I mean, uh, how early can we book our tickets for next year? That's, that's really what we're trying to find out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking like if we're going to do, do it this way, we probably have to release categories and all that sort of stuff a lot earlier so people can um, plan yeah. and scheme and all that sort of stuff, get get their shit together. Um, yeah. So we'll probably look at doing that in the next little bit, I think. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess ah, that's slight, awesome. I guess for a slight leading question then, like if you things that we're thinking that we might change, um, which would have an effect on the event. Um, it, obviously you've said you enjoy it as it is. So if we're looking to change it, then that might mm. itself create problems. Um, but if we wanted to try and expand the event and make it bigger, like I know me and James were having conversations over the weekend of how many people physically could could we fit. Um, and I reckon we could go up to, I reckon we could go up to 80 people. Um, but that would be getting the extra room at the back and then fitting two more tables down on the floor. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to lose like all the space around all the tables and cram people in like sardines. Cause I think if we wanted to, if we ran it like other events where we put tables end to end, you probably could run a hundred person event. But my vibe is that people wouldn't want it to be a hundred person event. Like, is, is that fair to say you'd rather keep the space and have less people be able to go or I, I like that you don't have the, uh, the, the crammed in sardine effect. Uh, I think too many tournaments push for that to get, um, a larger amount of attendees. Um, I think it was one of the immediate things we said as a crew when we walked in. We're like, oh, no sweaty backs up on sweaty backs. This is going to yeah. be fantastic. Less yeah. nerd funk in the air. Uh, and also just it's a bit <laughs> yuck being that close to someone playing a game. Uh, time and place, right? Um, you want to be comfortable, yeah. Yeah, like I think a couple of extra tables on the floor. Sure, that sounds amazing. Um, if you could open that back room, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I had a mini heart attack. I thought you were going to move venues or something and put us somewhere that doesn't have a bar right next to it. I'm like, no, 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 that's the winning formula. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're definitely not going away from Pads to Ari. Ari, they're, um, they've been amazing, yeah. I, I love yeah. it there. It's, it's mm. yeah, it's a fantastic mm. venue for playing Warhammer with your mates. Yeah. 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 No, uh, we, we won't change the venue. Adding those extra tables to take it mm. up to eighty seems to make good sense. Like, yeah. I um I do have a question which I meant to ask earlier, that and that is um, I was just going to ask uh that a question which I hadn't asked before, which I wanted to, which is, what do you guys think of changing the grand strategies every game? How did that work for you in your the way you did it affect your list writing? Um, did it, how did it affect your decision-making between, um, games? What was your experience with that kind of setup? I, um, I'll take the lead with this one, Jordo, if you don't mind. Uh, I was very happy to see the inclusion, uh, of multiple, uh, objectives to run for that were not the same game to game. I think if, if you play, uh, for opponents to just go for the one every single game. It's going to have a cookie-cutter-like effect where skills and um, uh, 
uh, in generalship isn't tested the way it should be. Uh, and I think that will affect the final result, making a competent general adapt, adapt in each mission, uh, I yeah. think is the way to go. And I really applaud you boys for making that decision. Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, completely agree, mate. And I think like the rotating, I'm glad that you asked the question, James. It was actually something that I put down in my notes was the rotating grand strategy was such a good way of having just that slight change of pace where I'm not immediately just clocking in a oh, hold the line, hold the line, hold the line. Like, great. And I mean, with the new general's handbook, sure, that's now going to be a thing of the past, but it's still great to have something that you're constantly having to think of. And it's just another point check. Yeah. Um, did it change my list? I put an arcane tome in instead of a mirror shield on my Lord Celestine so that I had a wizard and could do prior sorcery as well. There we go. That was the maximum of my okay. changes. Otherwise, yeah. full stand. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that was like, I went around, I was asking uh, people at one point during the tournament, just asking every table the same question. And the the list writing thing, like nearly every, every single person, I think you're the first time... Um, anyone said that they they did something a little bit different, but everyone else just went, nah, didn't change my list writing at all. Um, but they did say that uh, the feed, feedback I got was it favoured some armies over others. So some had more access to more grand strategies, whereas some that didn't have the extra updates and all that kind of thing couldn't um, draw on extra um, the extra grand strategies. So it was kind of skewing towards the more recent updates and things like that. Um, so... That was probably the that was the kind of the most constructive feedback. Something I didn't really think about, <laughs> um, but it's. I think if you were to do it again, maybe just give everyone the same. Right, either write custom ones or add some custom ones that everyone has access to. So it's just that little bit more um, equitable across the board. But that was probably the biggest takeaway I got from it. Um, just that favoring some other armies more than uh, more than um, you know some less. So, but. Um, yeah, no, but it's great to hear that you guys enjoyed the challenge. And, yeah, I think it's something cool. It just adds that little extra spice. There's, um, Slaughter has always tried to do something a little bit different to your average um, uh, match play cookie cutter tournament. So, yeah, kind of ticks that box this year, I guess. Absolutely. We appreciate that you boys do it. Um, yeah, like you said, it's that spice. It's that variety. Uh, go on, boys. Do something a little different. You might enjoy it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I have to say, James, like that was the the grand strategy thing was completely all your idea this year, and I'm really glad we did it. Like it seemed to work well. It it didn't seem to be like a huge narrative change or anything like that. Everyone was really positive and picked it up really well, and it it gave me a really easy, clear cut kind of first tiebreak as well to to mm. say to people like this is a way to sort the results, and it had an impact. Like it changed it changed the positions around with people that achieved them and. And, yeah. and stuff and there was definitely a spread of there was only one person right at the tournament that managed to get the full 10 points so everybody else was a sliding a sliding scale so um yeah. it, it worked really well for for doing that as well and being able to tie break all those four ones and, and stuff like that so um no well done james that was a really good suggestion as well so um and something i would potentially look at doing again i think certainly for big tournaments mm. as well mm. as a as a way for them to break down the podiums, the top tens, etc., without having to do six games, seven games, especially in the big ones, you, you've got to have some method of doing it. And I actually, think the the grand strat differential worked quite well as that first tiebreaker. So that was a good idea. Yeah, 
And I have to admit, I can't take all the credit for that idea. <laughs> I did hear it on a, um, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it's a, a bunch of American guys uh, that a very, a very chill podcast where they, I was listening to them and that, that was just a, a one liner they threw out there and it just sort of got the wheel, the wheels turning for me. So I was just like, I'm going to, Gonna slide it in there and see how we go. Hey, great yeah. things are borrowed, mate. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, before we wrap it up, the Brogan, I need to ask you because it's been staring at me all for nearly the last two hours. Are they Mortec Guard faces on your curtains behind us? <laughs> no, no, they are some. Uh, they are some Mexican sugar skulls, and uh, they are quite appropriate. I'm uh, drinking Zemezcal, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in theme tonight, boys. Because <laughs> oh, they awesome. literally look like the Mortec, like skelly, like smiling face skeletons. <laughs> They're a little bit more party than those boys, yeah. I like to I think. was like, he's not going to have custom curtains for Warhammer, but they're cool. I mean, I might. I mean, don't, don't underplay me like that. Like, I might. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's my pillow and Duna set. There, that's where the prints are at. <laughs> so you got Marathi. Is that Marathi? Marathi on the no, no, Marathi some, on your bedspread. No, nah, it's some handsome Giga Chad Stormcast boy. Of course it is, right? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. just Gardas just giving me that handsome five up as I sleep, you know? <laughs> right. It's Gardas doing his very best hero fall. Just like superhero landing. Thanks, baby. With, with I his live. <laughs> I live with in his <laughs> I live in the western suburbs. I need that protection, all right? <laughs> Watch over me, goddess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Oh, too funny. Oh. Uh, well, guys, I think we might we might wrap the segment up there. Um, look, it's been an absolute glorious pleasure having you on the show. Um, and thank you for coming. And um, is there any quick shout-outs you want to give to, to anybody before we, uh, before we move on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the time that we would say D3 Mortal Wounds, shout out, fellas. Well done on bringing home the best sportsmanships again and just a full swag of soft score championships that we are. Way to paint, way to give people high fives and all kinds of beers across the table. Nailed yes. it. <laughs> Brogan, how about you, man? Yeah, absolutely. Very proud to be uh, D3 Mortal Wounds. Uh, you boys, uh, absolute legends, represent us so well. Uh, and we're looking forward to doing a whole bunch more tournaments with you. Uh, just want to say, I mean, we've got the organizers on the channel, right? Thank you, James. Thank you, Chris. Uh, for anyone else that helps, uh, helps you out in the back end of your production, thank you so much for putting on an incredible show. We love being a part of it. Uh, same goes for the tournament. Absolute fantastic event every year. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Big fan. And, Thanks so much for putting it on. And no, you're very welcome. It, it's it's the feedback and the love that you guys give to us that just makes it all worth it every year. Where we just go, yeah, this that we're gonna we're coming back next year. <laughs> like so, every year we just we just feel, yeah, the love that we get makes it all worth it. So, um, and uh, last but not least, um, Jordan, where can people contact you? Do you have a Twitter, Facey, Instagram, anything like that you'd want to shout out for so people can check out your hobby or um, get in contact with you if you wish. Yeah, I am uh, just now so ashamed that I don't have any like really hobby driven content on our social media. Like I'm still a pleb in the like social media sphere. <laughs> so you can find it. I think it's like Jordan L. Goodchild and you'll find just a bunch of like 
work things and family things, but I promise I'm still keen to talk about Warhammer. So if you just like <laughs> find me, I'm totally down to chat. Mistakes <laughs> and just like how Lariel makes you feel special inside. Like I'm for that. Just come and slide into the DMs. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> And Brogues, about yourself, man. And where can we find you? Well, we could be mate, getting I, Mate, I'm incredibly quiet on the socials. Uh, f- uh, totally not my jam. Maybe one day, you never know. Uh, you will find me at a tournament near you. Uh, and if you want to find me on yeah. socials, my name's Brogan. There's not many. I'm pretty sure you'll find me, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, cool. Cut. All right, well, thanks again, guys. It's been It's been great to have you on. And... See you in person next year again. Love it. Hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Let's catch up soon. See you boys later. What the juice? Brian? Brian, is that you? Oh my god, that is so loud. What are you doing, Brian? Are you seriously rolling dice on that? Oh my god, it sounds awful. It sounds like Meg snoring. Jesus, I can't believe you don't have a mat. Seriously, you need to get one, man. You need to really get one. So, what I would do is I'd go to deepcutstudio.com and they've got amazing reins of mats. I use them all the time, Brian. Listen, just listen to how good this sounds. Isn't that so much better, Brian? It's so much better. Oh my God. So, again, you need to go to deepcutstudio.com. They've got so many mats. The designs are awesome. And they've got the new size too. The 60 by 44. That's right, Brian. Okay? Now you need to stop making all that noise so I can go back to watching Fire Island. Okay? With Rupert. Because we're getting to the good part where they talk about books and stuff. Yeah. And then the sexy party. Now we're back from the break. I hope you enjoyed the messages from uh, from our sponsors. Uh, but yeah, that was a great interview. Thanks for coming on again, um, Brogan and Jordan. Uh, pleasure to having you guys. Shout out to the D3 Mortal Wounds crew. Um, yeah, fantastic to have you all with us. Um, but um, we're just going to kind of just shoot the shit about the event in general. Um, maybe have a look at the look at the rankings. Uh, do a bit of uh, a bit of analysis on um, gameplay. Well, not gameplay, but more just like the rankings and stuff like that. But yeah, we're kind of just going to freeform it as we always do. I think analysis <laughs> is, is is going to be overselling it, to be honest. Yeah, we yeah. Might, <laughs> we might we might just talk through the standings and kind of go, oh yeah, okay, so that was the best faction and yeah, all that jazz. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll we'll just have a bit of a chit chat and go through mm. overall results, I guess, and I guess talk about how our feelings and thoughts on the event and, and stuff like that. So yeah. Maybe we could do a salty and a sweet for um from our perspectives as TOs. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. a salty and a sweet I could do. So yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. We'll have a think. Um yeah. Um I, I guess should we thoughts on the event to start with in terms of like setup and everything, right? Like it it was it was a lot smoother this year not having an event like on the Friday. So we could get there and oh, like, yeah. basically yeah. set up the whole we had the whole essentially the whole day on Friday, right? So yeah, as it as it was, it ended up being just me and you pretty much for yeah. from the morning from the morning and doing most of the legwork, I guess, like setting up all the tables and and stuff yeah. until kind of Wilso and Dan joined us later on in the afternoon at like what six ish? Yeah, I think um, so. Around that, yeah. And we were obviously still going at that point, like 
they kind of helped us what set up the terrain at that point so i think over the the course of the four or so hours or whatever we got all the the tables the tabletops trip to bunnings to get some more tabletops yeah, and then yeah. um and then got the mats and everything rolled out and the ones that we needed to taped off yeah. um and yeah then, a little bit a little bit yeah. more effort with the taping off um but good we had all these like we had quite a lot of um the correct size mats from deep cut so yeah um, so yeah we had reduced... we had 19 so that was pretty good that was like yeah a good chunk so um but yeah just we just it was just heaps chill like quite often well years past we've just been trying to do it as quickly as possible um a little bit stressful late at night like usually finishing the setup at like 11 30 midnight you know after you know a drag show or something like that oh yeah i mean that year <laughs> that year we didn't start till 11 i don't think we finished till about 1 30 in the morning or something crazy. yeah it's just just crazy like but this year it was just super chill um yeah as i said we could just run off and do run errands that fill gaps where we needed to you know have a nice lunch relax lunch not try and rush have a couple yep. of beers you know it was good get on the beers yeah test, the beers. The test the cocktail yeah ahead test of time cocktail. yeah so yeah. um that was good and um, thanks tammy um yeah I, I i guess just the one thing is like if for future years if like we can try and line it up that way and again i think the venue will help us um try and line up the weeks so that they don't have stuff on like people we can make it more of an event like people can come down on the friday and do you know what I mean? Like play on a table in the corner. Do you know what I mean? Like it'll, people can yeah. come down, help help us set up a couple of tables. And then if, if people are keen to hang out and throw some dice early on the Friday, I think there's definitely scope for us not to have six, the full 60-odd players, but we could. I reckon we could have eight, ten people there on the Friday kind of if anyone was keen for just some casual games and hanging out. Like yeah. if, people have, yeah. if people have traveled from Queensland or Victoria yeah. or wherever – um, and they, they get there on the Friday and they, they want to hang out. I think definitely we should hopefully be able to accommodate that going forward, yeah. which is cool. Do a bit of triumph and treachery or something like that. Do a bit yeah. of fun. <laughs> or like, or I always find the Friday night, if people are keen, is the like alternate games, so like Underworlds or Blood Bowl or yeah, oh, yeah triumph and treachery, any of that stuff. Like, Warcry or whatever, yeah. I've still never played a game of Warcry, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played one game, uh, or a couple of games. But yeah, ages since I've had them, since I've played a game though. Um, but yeah, yeah right. it was good. The game I did play was great, but uh, yeah, never went back to it. But I will one day. I've got a whole warband there that I won, so will. <laughs> nice. I have so many sets of the Stormcast Thunderstrike Warcry cards and tokens and stuff because I bought loads of the Warcry box because you get three mm. annihilators and five indictors. So yeah. I think I bought, I've got like four of that box. So if anybody wants the cards, for Warcry, hit me up. <laughs> I have copies. I will give them to you. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so setup and stuff went well. Yeah, obviously we had a, like we we're able to just take that time and realize we need some more tabletops. We'll just nip down the road to Bunnings and then go to Office Works and get masking tape and and do those kind of thirteen odd mats that we needed to do. And and that wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. And then yeah, Wilson, the... Wilson Wilson got there and it was just kind of sorting out all the terrain into piles and then matching it to the mats as best we could i guess yeah rolling the terrain features um setting up the um defensible slash impassable tokens yeah the, imp the impassable obscuring yeah obscuring so. sorry yeah 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 
yeah like and that's something i'm definitely keen for people to give feedback <clears> on um like please if you've got feedback for the event like send it through to us on like facebook um because obviously the the impassable obscuring terrain was something that we added um yeah in the hopes that it would make the game a bit more tactical and you, it would let people be able to hide smaller characters and not give giant monsters free reign of the board sort of thing so um yeah. but yeah I'd, I'd definitely like to hear if people had strong thoughts or enjoyed yeah. it didn't enjoy it whatever um but i'm i'm glad we did that and i just took the time to just write up those tokens and get that mm. sorted so i think one thing with the setup of the terrain was um you know i have my um i've got my warhammer fortress that i love to set up and i try and <laughs> I try and force it onto competitive players. Like, here, have this fortress in the middle of your in the middle of your table. After, <laughs> by the end of the first game, <laughs> like the walls had been taken out, and it was just the four towers remaining. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll allow it." <laughs> I just remember on set up walking past and just saying to you, James, you, "Like, it's not going to happen, James." You know it's that's like, you know stand, that's super super impractical, there. and you're like, "It looks cool." I'm like, "Look, it looks cool, <laughs> but." You know just, that is super impractical for the game, right? And James just, is just like, no, I don't want to change it. And I just went, okay, <laughs> we can leave it. And then, yeah, just straight away after the first yeah. game, the players on the table are like, nah, fuck off these walls. And <laughs> just took them out. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, i got to try. i got to try, you know. Um, just got to run a I... narrative event, James. Then you can put fucking castles everywhere. Yeah, fuck yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I am. Maybe you should. There's thoughts on the way. There's all be research going, but um, yeah, I will, I will run a narrative event. There you go. You've you've heard it here, people. Um, I will run one. Um, I might announce a date soon. Um, but I just need to get my head around how I would approach it. Um, the ideas are the gym invitationals. Yeah, is it going to be invitational? Is it like is it going to be path to glory? Strictly path to glory. Just use that for a weekend, and we just. A, a group of um, intrepid, like-minded gamers uh, come and just play games all weekend. Um, just have a great weekend of uh, playing on nice tables and forging some sort of, uh, you know, path to glory over the weekend. So, <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. But yeah, next day. Well, yeah, back to the hotel. Next day, ran the event. There's a bit of um, a bit of hiccups with the the software. Throughout the weekend, that was probably yeah. a sore point from our perspective. Hopefully, it didn't impact um, the players too much. Um, there's yeah. some delays with that, um, but yeah, last time we'll use down under pairings. <laughs> yeah, and, that's I for mean, sure. <laughs> look, at the start of the event, that was definitely on me. The setup I thought was right when it came to it, it didn't actually do what i wanted um yeah it seemed and, like even when i tried to test through it it seemed to be fine like i'd used it before without issue it seemed to be okay like yeah yeah, yeah. but um yeah it was one of those things where obviously <clears throat> i had a very custom kind of how i wanted the scoring and everything to work and trying to get that to work it down under pairings could do it um but getting the right configuration of settings and then it's it's not super user friendly, and then it just takes a lot of time. Every time you have to reset the round to then be able to see what the scorecard looks like, and then trial it, and then if that's not right, you have to reset it again. And it, the system was just too slow. Um, so that's yeah, that's why it it got so delayed after round one because 
I was I had to reset the whole thing about nine times in the end before we could work out the configuration that worked. Um, but we got there in the end. Um, it did delay things about 45 minutes, which I am disappointed in. Um, I'm disappointed in myself because it's something that uh, ideally, like the setup should have been working and should have been done. And like, I think in hindsight, uh, there isn't a way to test it before kind of adding the players and going live and activating the event. So I think in hindsight, if I was going to do it again, I would create a dummy event with like two people in it or whatever, like multiple mm. Gumbies and just set them up, create it, set it off and then be like, yep, no, this is now doing what I want. Um, but yeah, I mean, hindsight's a bitch. So it is what it yeah. is. Um, well, I can't do it. I can't do anything now. And like, it was, it was just one of those things where if the system didn't take five or 10 minutes every single time to reset, I could have worked through the different configurations to get there myself in about 15 minutes. If it was like, click the button, refresh, go. Okay. That didn't work. Try something else. Go. Like I could have done it myself much, much faster. And it was just making me think, honestly, like I, I could have just set this up in Excel and like, yes, I'd be sitting there behind the desk frantically entering stuff in from booklets, which I'd done all the, like in the prior years, other than last time we ran it. <clears throat> and last time we ran it down under pairings worked really well. And I was super happy with it, which is, yeah. That's and it saved me so much time, which is why I was like, cool. Yeah, we'll use it. But just in that, mm. in that year since like, yeah, in the year since last time, DUP just, it just doesn't cope anymore with the numbers of players and it, yeah unfortunately it just um it wasn't something yeah. that that worked as intended mm. um it got there through to round four and then it just gave up the ghost basically at round five kind of for the final results um or the the final pairing sorry um yeah. so i i had round four results in to the point where i could export into excel but it just couldn't, it couldn't through DUP do the pairings for round five. So I had to manually do it through Excel, which obviously yeah, got, got three or four mm -hmm. tables that ha the people had already played each other. So I yeah, just had to, yeah. I just had to quickly be like, look, if you've played your opponent, tell me. And then I looked to the next table down and went, okay, have you guys played each other? Right, swap. And so every, <laughs> any, any swap yeah. I had to do was just within one table. So it didn't affect kind of, the people that swapped were playing people that were in their yeah. bracket. Um, yeah. So I think, I think all in all, we got around it fairly well. And other than, other than the 45 minute delay from the first game, which was really the actual pairing software rather like, the setup rather than the issues with the round pairings. I think we probably could have been pretty much on time. Um, so yeah, all, all things considered, I'm glad we managed to keep it reasonably on track after the first kind of 45 minute delay. Um, we didn't have further delays, I guess. Um, yeah. And yeah, like for day two as well, just making that decision, like at least I had bought all those packs of cards so that we kind of just went, right, we're not going to do voting in the system now because it's not going to work. So yeah. we'll just yeah. we'll just take the time now and write the cards. So I had you and Dan like on the, yeah, on it's the a of... second day, just writing cards for everyone to go, right, here's your best opponent votes. And then you sat down and manually sort of tallied all that up while i was doing the other stuff so yeah um, yeah those those cards were a lifesaver <laughs> yeah. really and i look and that's more that's something that you had to have more involvement with like tallying results and doing that stuff than you've had to in prior years because i've always managed it myself but 
it would have delayed too much oh, if i yeah. was if i was trying yeah. to end because i was frantically trying to end to mm people's scores where they couldn't because DUP was crashing in the final round and I was getting them in. So at least knowing that you were carrying on getting all the card scorecards and yeah. those aspects done, um, I think we kept it pretty close. So I'm, I'm glad with I think we handled it fairly well, all things considered. Um, but yeah, yeah. As, a, as a word of warning to anyone now, just don't use DUP. Even if it looks like it's really good and it seems like it's working, I think on the day it just it won't. Work. You won't live up. The, the server can't handle it. It's not supported. I think it's just left to languish um, now. Which so is such no... a shame because yeah. out of all the software I've seen, it's definitely the best in terms of capability that it has. Like, it's so customizable. It's all online. Like, if it worked, it, it's brilliant. Like, I looked at Tabletop TO and stuff like that, and it's just you get, like, two options for running a tournament. It's not enough if you want to do something custom. Um and then, yeah, in the previous years, I used WarScore, which, again, is great. It's basically like an advanced kind of Excel database type thing that can do pairings and not matching players that have already played each other and stuff like that. It can manage all that. But the it's just that it's all manual input of the scores. So and that's what I did in the first three years, all from booklets. And that itself, I just I end up sitting behind a desk for two days, which I just yeah don't really want to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look we, the the pairings software is something that I hope in the next year something comes out that is built for the task and and good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think yeah. was it best best coast pairings is subsumed down under pairings. Yeah, is that best correct? coast. I, yeah, best coast. I think bought out DUP. Mm. So I, and I have had a look at best coast, and that seems mm. like it might be the next the next best option it does seem fairly customizable and it's through an app etc so um mm. look yeah if, if there isn't another option maybe i'll look at that um yeah i started but, having a bit of yeah. a look at it as well like it's just kind of yeah there's a lot of events using it you can actually run the whole event through it um so it's quite um comprehensive tournament running software system so there's like a an app for the tos and then there's i think website or app access for players which um, manages ticketing and whatever else you need want to build into it. So could be something to, yeah, something to think of for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have a feeling, I'm pretty sure I've heard whispers that there are Australian TOs that are currently developing an app themselves. Oh yeah. Um, cool. So, and I think it might be getting <clears throat> run through Sigma central, the new. Okay. Yep. A, like Australian AOS like website and resource, which if that's the case and it works, then brilliant. And I, I, I love that. If, if if it's a homegrown Aussie kind of app yeah. and it works, then that's awesome. Um, so I'm, cool. kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of watching with with keen interest on what happens there. Um, yeah. Because it's actually, yeah, yeah. Like anyone that is an Age of Sigma player, like a tournament regular, like <clears throat> knows what you want the software to be able to do. So if those people are also app developers or no app developers. You'd hope that it wouldn't actually be that hard to make a good product, but I wouldn't know where to get started. So yeah, neither would yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but, um, I'm, I'm kind of watching that space. So yeah. Yeah. And just when you mentioned, just mentioning Sigma Central, just shout out to Sigma Central. Um, 
they put out a call this week um, for clubs to register. So if you've got a club, get on there and register it so we can have a, a database. I know Liam put up a post a couple of years ago, I think a year ago maybe. Um, shout out to New South Wales clubs um, and a massive post came out of that. Um, so a bit of interest is generating clubs again recently and um, Sigmar Central uh, is putting itself forward to be a, a database for all that as well. So get on there and register your club. Also, Another cool thing about it is the, um, the articles people are putting there, the forums. Um, it's got links to the rankings, um, some blog entries, uh, links to all the events um, that get registered on the on the um, on the website. Um, TO support, which I thought was cool too. I think uh, you can go in there and um, uh, they will run kind of the admin side, like ticketing and things like that, uh, through like different sort of tiered level packages for TOs to run their events. So it's really, um, it's really beginning to uh, develop into a really cool one-stop shop for Age of Sigma, which I think is the, uh, is the goal. So yeah, shout out to, to the guys uh, who are uh, who are running that. I think, I believe it's the guys down in some guys in Bendigo, I think um, getting involved and really putting, you know, knuckling down and getting this forward. So I'll have yeah. to, um, yeah, I have to get some names actually. Yeah, and I'll, I'll come. I'll circle back to it. But um, uh, credit where credit's due. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. Um, yeah. So I guess James, what was your what was your overall feelings? Obviously, you you get to play. Um, so you you played on day one, right? The first couple of games, and then we had Dan for day two, right? As the buy buster when we needed. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I played. Um, Played two games on the first day. I think you played the third game. So yeah, I, could I, think, go I think it's the first time in five years of slaughter I've played. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, you had a chance to get out there and have a game, and that sort of freed me up to go and do the the paint scores. We'll start the paint scores. I had to finish them off the next day, but um, but uh, yeah, it was cool. It's good to be able to play. Like, um, of course, I always love playing, and the Bybuster list was pretty. Yeah, it's Legion of Blood sort of um, easygoing list. Is basically push forward and. You know, your, your models kill kill my models and you get not an easy win. Had a very close game in my second game. Um, but, uh, yeah, Liam just absolutely wiped, wiped the floor with me on in my first game. Um, That's right. Yeah, you played Liam yeah. game one. Yeah, yeah Liam, Liam got a, uh, a buy buster round one. <laughs> um, I think so we had a dropout on the morning of, so um, had to had to fill that gap. I was kind of rubbing my hands together. Yes, finally no buy buster because I was kind of just wanted to get amongst it and TO more that run uh, instead of playing. Um, but it's always a welcome thing to play, but uh, yeah, you kind of, yeah, it takes away from time from doing all the other things you could be doing or should be doing to, especially to alleviate. Um, we didn't have as many assistants this year as we normally would. Like um, Dan came along. Um, we've had Brant help out in the past. We couldn't make it this year. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much the, the two of us, and we had the yeah good help from Wilso and um, as always, and from uh, from Dan. So shout out to you boys, thanks for your help, and to everyone else. Actually, at the end of the event, um, when we packed up, yeah, uh, yeah, every, was the D three model wound guys, um, big chunk of those boys stayed back and um, helped us pack everything up. We did it in like half an hour, probably, yep. maybe four, maybe not even that, maybe forty minutes tops. Yeah, um, capped off with those shots that we were talking about before. So, <laughs> yeah, and and yes, it was good. Like Anthony getting everyone to like take the boards and oh yeah, that was such a lifesaver. Oh, and, yeah, just yeah, 
just all that stuff like being like yeah cool that they need to go there i i need to get all the scores done now but if that can happen great yeah so, so yeah like, thanks thanks um anthony for coordinating that uh, yeah that was great that was a huge help because those boards are heavy and we'd put them all out ourselves <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a lot of work to be honest. That was yeah, it was like we, you know, the hard slog it took forever to set up, but it was worth it, obviously. But I'm um, having all those hands just packing them away at the end was yeah, uh, it was like it was like a dream. Yeah, look, <laughs> so ne- think- next year if we can, like, I reckon if we had like six of us for the whole setup, it would be it would be really good if yeah. we can if we can get a few people to come and help just because just moving all those tables and the like out yeah. things, yeah. paying them up boards just between two of us like we wouldn't like we did it over like four hours <laughs> yeah 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 it was a lot actually um yeah but um yeah at least we had the day and i'm glad we had both said that let's take the whole day yeah um, yeah to do this so um yeah um also shout out to alex murray for bringing the light for the yeah. um, painting competition um it was feedback he gave us from last year which we promptly forgot and didn't implement this year so <laughs> <laughs> um so but um alex brought the goods there for us so um but thanks for that mate and it did help um us see the models because it's kind of a bit dim in that corner yeah. um but having the proper lighting there really lifted the um our ability to judge effectively and for people to check it all out as well and see it better um but as yeah we've as we mentioned in the previous segment um looking at expanding the painting competition so i'm excited about that for next year and um getting a, a cool name in the works it's sort of toying around with a few different names so um yeah keep an eye out for that we should probably announce something about it within the next few months so people can start preparing for next yeah. year um yeah. yeah and yeah possibly have um, some more of a professional setup perhaps for like you know displaying the models and with lights and things like that so uh stay tuned watch this space um but yeah we'll, we'll have something out on the airwaves um and broadcast uh, about that probably the next month or two so yeah I'm, i think that's my that's my big excitement about you know for this event for next year how the painting competition is kind of taking on its own starting to take on a bit of its own life um generated sort of it's just happened organically from the interest that we've been like the swell of interest that's been gathering over the last few years um so it's kind of yeah at that probably at that point now it's ready to kind of go up a notch um yeah so yeah. It'll be interesting, like if if we get some people that have played, but they're predominantly painters and they like <clears throat> they only really play in the tournaments because they have to to enter the painting competition. So it'll be interesting if you get those people that actually drop mm. out of the t- the gaming just to enter the painting if they can enter it on the side, for example. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I think would be a little bit of a shame to lose, like people that have played and gamed. But like, if that's what people want to do, that's what people want to do. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it will be interesting if that does happen. Um, yeah, and I hope, that do- I hope that doesn't. I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, there is that potential. But... Yeah, it will just be that if it does, it kind of will also be like, oh, I'll feel like we're forcing these people to play a game they don't really enjoy just so that they can entertain painted <laughs> models. Yeah, um, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And but like it also could attract a newer crowd of um, hobbyists that we've never met before too. So it'd be an opportunity to meet Absolutely. new people who maybe are just on that fence um, about getting into the tournament scene, playing games. They might come along and see it and go, "Wow, okay, maybe I should, um, you know, get an get my army fully painted um, and um, come along and play 
uh, next year or get involved in the event. But um, then take it, you know, further down the track where you've got, you know, the, the top echelon of painters in Australia hearing about the event and entering. So it just like basically flushes out all other competition and it's just this, you know, golden demon standard level bus painter types um, yep. just dominating the side event at Sydney Slaughter. I mean, <laughs> and so I, then I mean, like, then, and then do, do, do the, do the players who have registered for the event even like bother entering stuff in because they know that, you know, some super hit, some super duper painters are going to be there um, just dominating the event. So um, it'd be interesting to see how, how it grows and develops. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll, yeah. I mean, if that does happen and it does, does get to the point where it becomes, almost it's never going to be golden demon but like if it does become a prestigious kind of painting competition with multiple trophies and you do get phenomenal painters entering it because they don't have to like they can enter it as a separate thing and not the tournament and as you say it does become a bit more grandiose like mm. wonder if we expand it and one of the categories then becomes like the gaming like the gaming painter and it yeah it, it, it yeah. is this yeah. is this can only be miniatures that are in a list that is playing at the tournament like yeah 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 that's a good idea yeah keep it keep it real keep it yeah <laughs> so then you'll yeah, yeah you'll have another category there where it's like oh you've got to be doing you've got to be doing the double to kind of be yeah. in with a chance of winning that yeah but, yeah um, yeah no, yeah that's like the ultimate one that's the ultimate trophy or whatever is yeah yeah yeah. I like it. I like it because it gives us something that we can keep expanding without necessarily needing to like expand into a new venue because like in terms of size and capacity, it's something we can keep improving. Whereas like I feel like long running tournaments, like once we've been doing slaughter for like 10 years, ultimately like it will be once you hit your number every year, there's only so much you can do to innovate or whatever keep things fresh at the end of the day you're going to set out 40 tables 40 bits of like 40 tables worth of mats and terrain and you're going to have people play on them and there's not really going to be that much you can improve the next year and the next year and the next year whereas like the painting competition is something where we can actually be like oh cool well we've added some new categories and we've got more trophies and we've done this and that and like you say yeah, like we've yeah. maybe invested in lighting or whatever um yeah it is cool and yeah, it does. I definitely feel like the hobby level at Slaughter is high compared definitely. to like other oh, yeah. other other tourneys, which I love seeing because it, it it is a it is an event where you see the photos online. And I've had so many comments from people like saying, "Oh, the event looks amazing. The mats, the terrain, like the armies, like it," which is great because that's what you want. And that sort of feed, like that sort of talk, and hmm. I guess seeing pictures online will encourage people like if you yeah. see photos from an event of people going look at these amazing tables and armies that's going to make you more likely to want to go to that tournament than being like god look at that table with three pieces of like flat terrain and like barely painted of gray plastic armies you're gonna be like that event looks a bit shite <laughs> like even if the organization and the running of it was amazing and you had a hundred people and it ran completely on time and all the software was brilliant. If the photos online of that event are flat 2d terrain and gray models, people are going to be like, it doesn't look very good. Yeah. 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 Well, should we, um, should we do some commentary on the, on the rankings? Yeah, sure. We can go through. I mean, speaking of the painting, 
competition mm. like, like the painting let's start there maybe and just run through the winners i guess yeah, sure. of, of that sure. um so yeah we okay. had the the monstrous marvel um which is a, a category we had um previous years um and that was won by nick james bitch um this year with his ghoul <laughs> king on terrorgeist yeah. um we've i don't know if we have yet have we posted pictures of the winning entries and stuff on the facebook event um i've created some albums on um i know you did like the armies like the presented armies so i've done yeah there's a there's some albums i've created on there that there's the painting entries album then there's the armies and parades album um and then there's general you know happy snaps from the weekend of the tables and just bits and bobs and then there's a album that has pictures of all of the um trophy winners from the weekend Okay. So awesome. they're all captioned. So yeah, yeah, it's all on there. Um, I haven't gone through the painting competition photos and captioned them to say whose is who. <laughs> yeah. Um so maybe that's another layer of um work I need to do there to match up yeah. okay. faces with models. Yeah, um, we can yeah. do that. But but yeah, basically, if you're listening now and you want to see what these winning <clears throat> models look like, you can look at the albums on the Facebook. They're in the event, right? No, I put them onto the in the mortally wounded in the mortally wounded Facebook page. Yeah, so if you just go there, you just click on photos, then there's albums. But you'll yeah, you'll see them um, if you go through that way. Cool. So yeah, so Nick Nick won that with his Ghoul King on Terrorgeist, um, and then notable mentions in that category we had um, Nathan Lee and Jordan Burgess. Um, So they were both awesome. They're monsters as well. Yeah. Yeah um hero of legend we had adrian kent with his arch regent um and then notable mentions were nick james for his um arch revenant and then uh bob van emmerich as well um for his heroes so um and that was yeah adrian is that was this was his first year um i think of slaughter like i hadn't seen his name before so um he's obviously an amazing painter um, so that was great that the events attracted another like amazing painter and, and someone that was playing. Um, yeah, so absolutely. That, yeah. Was, that was awesome. And the same with Bob as well. Um, that was this year was the first year I've kind of seen, seen Bob about as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was great to see two new people, uh, kind of in the, in the painting competition, um, yeah. as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Do you have the results up as well or should i keep going yeah and i've got um so we had burly bruises uh jordan um won the burly bruises prize for his uh his uh his flies yep he's so well done lords he's Pascal, yep that's it um and i don't have the um alex murray was honorable, the honorable mentions mention. in front of me yep alex murray <clears throat> excuse me was that the um the dragons yep that was his dragons yep yep yeah with the super, yeah. like the black black scales with the super vibrant pink wings. Yeah, yeah, the membrane sounds cool. Um, then we had the Regiment of Renown. Uh, it was taken taken away by Brogan Clark, who we just had on the show. Uh, so well done, Brogues. That was awesome. Yeah, with um, his, his, um, uh, his skill worries. Yep. Um, yeah, and then uh, Bob Bob Van Emmerich, again, was uh, a notable mention there mm-hmm. for his direwolves. Yeah, Bob's army was amazing, like right up there with everybody. Um had the display board on the up there as well so yeah a, yeah a sight to behold that whole the whole soul blight um, yeah his belladama was really good yeah that was yeah 
tough one as well because it's such a gorgeous model um and it's one of those models you really have to get down and look at properly to appreciate the work that goes into it otherwise it can very easily just get missed it was good it was good but what did you say about it james no don't get it (laughs) (laughs) we can cut it it's fine uh, no, no, no. You're editing this one, so. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not nah, going to say it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. It's definitely up there. Definitely up there on par with mine, I think. Yep. <laughs> um, so then we had um, we had the side hustle, which was the new category for this year, which is like our open any kind of game system category. Um, yeah, probably most of the time will, I guess, be known as our 40k category, um, but not ne- <laughs> yeah. not necessarily. Um, but that was won by Alex Murray with his. Now, I, I didn't know what this model was called because it's 40k and I don't know 40k. So I called it a Grot Overlord because of what it looked. And then Alex came up being like Grot Commander or something. So I think it was a Grot Commander. I've now <laughs> called it a Grot Commander. So I don't know. Don't at me, Alex. I don't really care. But it was a very nice painted 40k grot. Um grot cap <laughs> grot captain, grot commander, grot something. Um, but he was he was very nicely painted. So Alex yeah. uh, Alex picked that award up for the side hustle. Um yeah. and then notable mentions we had Ash McEwen with his um Triumph yep. of St. Catherine. I know that one. Yeah, that was the the sisters of battle, um, sort of like a shrine kind of thing. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of scroll work and and everything yeah. there. So, spectacular, um, yeah, spectacular piece. Yeah, and even just the the flat panels, which is definitely flat panels are something that's hard to do because you look at it and it looks like it looks boring and it doesn't like necessarily like look hard, but to achieve it like a big surface area that's smooth without like brush strokes being visible or anything like that and then having the fine like edge line highlight which ash did like the whole way around all of the flat paneling and everything like that like it it yeah. was really it was really well done as well so yeah yeah definitely um then that leads us to the masterpiece which was taken home by ash yeah which he won the year before with his first mega gargant from the gargant's causeway his comic book style mega gargant's yep. army and then he won it this year with another mega gargant the kraken eater this time yeah rotated um, through the next one <laughs> with his with his big like custom gun that he's made from like an organ gun i think um and everything yeah, which yeah. that gun is is a big part of i think the the big demonstration of painting skill because Hmm. the the amount of like directional scratch line highlights for that comic book like cell shaded style on like hmm. every little panel of wood in between each bit of the gun barrel and everything like it's just yeah. amazing it's just yeah. amazing yeah ash got a real eye for that design aesthetic and that that cell that cell shading um comic book style is just i've I've never seen it anywhere else, and yeah, that's it's just a sta- an outstanding um, piece of work. So therefore, yeah. is definitely worthy to be called the masterpiece. So yeah. well done. And Ash. like, and I said this to Ash. I hate the gargant <coughs> model, like the man crusher gargants, the little ones. Yeah, the faces. Us. <laughs> I hate those models. So I said, for me to vote for that as like, <laughs> a, like that army as well, it 
that's with my hatred of how much I think those models look stupid. Like it's just a testament <laughs> to like his his painting skill. Um, yeah. I think like I heard like somebody else over the weekend. I can't remember who said it to me, but like I completely agree. I think it's one of the best painted gaming armies in the world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like gaming Definitely. standard. Like pe- people look play yeah. that army. Like play with it on the tabletop. Like I, I think it's. It's going yeah. to be one of the best, one of the best in the world, like genuinely. Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's phenom- It's a phenomenal it, piece of work yeah. that Ash has spent what a year and a half painting five yeah. models. Like it, yeah. It just it's brilliant. It is yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, then so I suppose yeah, I guess we can go on to the the painting coolest awards. Army. Yeah, coolest army. Ben Spinetti by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I so, mean, there were other there were other people that got like a high number of votes, but it, it, Ben was a clear winner. Yeah, definitely. It was clear early in the tallying as well. Um, he was way out in front. Um, we had to actually mash the the online votes that were um, that snuck through before the server crashed again, and then um, those who had voted online obviously couldn't vote again. But there was um, had to manually do the rest and tally it up, but. Yeah, it was evident from yeah from both the, both the manual yeah. tally and the online. Yeah, they were both heavily in Ben's favour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what were the other co- uh, mentions in there? So Ash, uh, McKeon, Nick obviously. James, Nick Nick James, Ash McCure, um, um, and Anthony was up there. Like he, oh yeah, um, definitely. He yeah. got he got a fair few votes with his cult of um, cult of Marathi. Um, yeah, and Anthony always does well in the coolest army um, contention. Yeah, as well. Like his display board was great, like yeah. multi multi leveled walls and the big kind of pool of blood he did with witch elves like off mm. their bases, drenching like bathing in the pool. Like it, it was awesome. It was yeah. um it was yeah. really well done. Um, I think he did gits last year. Um, so he does something different every year. So it's not he's not he's not recycling the old armies through um, all the same boards. Uh, don't know where he keeps it all, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've still I've still got a display board from like one of the Cancons, it's just in my garage. I've like never used it again since. So I'm like, I've got to figure out the use for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that led leads us on to the best painted, which was judge's choice. Um, Cause obviously coolest armor was player voted. Um, yep. And then yeah, best painted was obviously me and you. Um, and yeah, yep. as I kind of alluded to before that went to Ash with yep. his, uh, with his gargants. Closely followed by Nick James, Jordan Burgess, um, and whether, who else is on Alex, the list? Alex Murray. Alex Nathan, Murray, always up the Lee. top. Nathan Lee, oh, his Soul Blood Army was incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was very tough <clears throat> to pick. Um, obviously, Jordan won it last year um, and it hit with his Magakin. Um, and, yeah, he, he was still up there. Um, like, the army hasn't changed, right? Um, and he's he's added some more flies and stuff to it. Um but everyone else as well, I think, had like lifted their game and added extra units. Or if it was an army they took previously, like they'd lifted units in it, yeah, um, yeah. to to try and push for that. But um, obviously, it was the first time of Ash displaying his kind of gargant, or well, first time at slaughter anyway, displaying the whole army um, being finished. Yes. And and yeah, mm. it, it it is a, it is an absolute standout. Um, and yeah, the the pictures and stuff online, um, like he's done a three sixty 
uh, spin of one of his gargants before, so you can see that the the cell shading effect works in in three D, and it isn't just like a two D kind of thing that doesn't work from other angles. Like it, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, that's all the painting painting prizes. So, um, should we go through rankings? Oh no, should we do the um, we'll do our best opponent run up. Best opponent was Brogan Clark. Yep. Again, always on always on that always in the running for best opponent. Yeah, Mostly. I think he he was runner up last year, and then as well, and then I think best the, opponent year, the, year the year before he was best opponent. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's always either going to win it or come second. Apparently, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, best opponent, Kyle Brown. Huge cheers, as as yeah. like as the boys were saying before. Yeah, always these are the these are the awards that the D three model wound guys um, really take pride in. So yeah, yeah kudos to you, Kyle. Um, well done, mate. Um, so now we go into, yeah, so we had Rory Doyle, Wooden Spoon. Um, well done, Rory. I think this was his first tournament. But yeah, first event. So I think he's, uh, he's with Liam's friend. Um, and Liam <laughs> told him to play Lumineth as his first army because that's not an army with like a thousand <laughs> rules. But, um, yeah, I think Rory had a, I think he had a good weekend, um, and, and enjoyed himself and everything. And obviously, he did, he didn't mind being at the bomb. Um, I think he he had a good time, so um, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then yeah, we've got the best in factions. Um, so he's not just an amazing painter. Ash uh, got best destruction um, with his gargants. Um, I'm just trying to find. I'll find the overall placings as well. So Ash came seventh, um, and that was best destruction. Yep. Um, so Ash went. Um... Ash went 4-1, um, and his VP, his grand strategy differential um, was 6. So uh, basically for people that weren't that didn't know, our grand strat differential was the way we did the first tiebreaker this year. So we basically did like your normal kind of, I guess, typical win-loss draw. You get 10 points for a win, 5 points for a draw, no points for a loss. Um, so... Uh, basically over five games if you win five games you're going to get 50 points um and the the pack is weighted so that basically the maximum score is 100 and um, 50 of them come from gaming um you then get 20 or up to 20 points for your painting so basically if your army is tabletop standard you will get the 20 points um and then obviously there's a difference between it being kind of i guess what we will accept on the table without taking off and being kind of army tabletop kind of standard um there is a difference there so there are there were a few people not many but there were a, a couple of people that didn't get 20 um but pretty mm. much everybody else had a this is a fully painted army um you don't need to be mm. a good painter to get the 20 points and um, there's there's definitely i think there's 35 points available in the checklist and if you get 20 it caps at 20 so it yeah. slaughter it's while we love to see amazing painted armies it's by no means like an elitist kind of snobby hobby tournament um but we we <laughs> we reflect that like painting is important and we want everyone to have a, a, a nice looking army um but we don't want that to skew the top of the podium Games and ship. stuff like that so um, yeah, generally yeah. generally people get most people got 20 there was one two three four people that didn't get 20 out of 62 so 
yeah that that generally shows the kind of caliber i guess of, of the painting at the event um yeah. and then we had sports which is yeah your, your typical i guess sports or gamesmanship points um out of five for each game which is all just like your normal i guess how to play the game like well in a tournament setting in terms of like the turn social up on contract time. yeah the social contract yeah turn up on time know your rules don't cheat be clear with intent dice rolls etc um so if you kind of and 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 then the other one is i guess the sports ish kind of point around your demeanor at the table i guess so being gracious in victory or defeat um mm. but yeah again most people kind of get the get the 20 get the 25 um there's a few people that you drop generally the range was probably between i think 22 and 25 so there Mm. wasn't any anybody that is having issues all the time because if they are i mean one we talk to them to understand what's going on um but yeah i mean the most i think anybody dropped was four three three or four points, four points mm. maybe max across their games. So generally I think yeah. everyone was, was having a good time. And I, I, it's something where we try and do it that way as well so that it doesn't, because sometimes you, you, you can, I don't know, like if you get beaten, your opponent might not have done anything wrong, but you might be a bit salty about it. And if somebody just asks you, <clears> what <throat> what would you give them out of five? You might be like, oh, I don't know, like a three, because you just feel a bit salty after the game. But then if somebody actually... Like if somebody says that to me, I'm like, okay, well, let's go through the checklist. Like, were they on time? Did they know the rules? Did they declare intent? Did they do all this stuff? Yeah. And they're and they're like, well, yeah, Actually, I guess yeah, on that do. basis, you can't <laughs> you can't mark them down. I'm like, yeah, okay. So for from a gamesmanship perspective, like they were like a, a a fine opponent. They they did their job. You're you're a bit salty that you lost, kind of thing. But you can't mark yeah. somebody down for sportsmanship. That Cronspine, that Cronspine got up your nose a bit during that game. So, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things. It's one of those things where you, I do it's... like the way that we do it, and and that's why I specifically don't call it sports points either because it's such an arbitrary term. So it's a, a more yeah like gamesmanship, uh, being a good opponent kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's out of twenty five, and then basically there's, there's five points that you can get for uh, basically just. Make sure you submit your fucking list on time and in the right format. Yes, um, because, fruit. <laughs> yeah, that that five points and like, yeah, there wasn't really anybody that kind of didn't pick it up. But it's like it, it, that's just to make sure people do because that stuff gives us massive headaches if people don't do it. Um, and yeah, if you go look, your scores out of a hundred, five of these points you're going to immediately lose, which basically means you immediately drop a bracket if you don't do this versus everybody else that is on three wins, four wins, whatever, like it makes people do it. So yeah, um, yeah. it's an easy five points. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Ash came in seventh um, and got, uh, what was his overall score? So he got 88 out of a hundred. So um, yeah, a very good score. I'm um, going four one. Um, and yeah, his, his grand strat differential, as I said, that was the, the first, differentials which is generally the thing that will separate the brackets um Mm. because i wanted gaming to be the main separator so you would only like unless you've got draws in the mix like if you're going for one obviously the next people up like i said unless there's people that have got draws that maybe are three and a half unless you drop more than 
five five points across painting and gamesmanship, you're always going to be in that four one bracket with everybody else that's gone four one. Um, so yeah. that's where we needed a differentiator. So um, we had grand strategy differential this year. So that was basically if you achieve your grand strategy, you get one point, and if you deny your opponent you get one point. So each game, there's a possible two points available um, yeah. for a maximum a maximum of score of 10. Um, only one person at the event got 10, and they won the event. <laughs> so they obviously had um, strong games um, to get every single grand strat, deny every single grand strat. Um, and then the next highest was nobody got nine. Uh, the next highest was eight, and we had... One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, we had six people that got eight, which I think is very high. Um, yeah, to, to get to get that. That's a solid so. effort. That's well, that's that's not either not denying an opponent twice or missing out twice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I mean. They're not all in the four-one bracket either. Majority of them, there's four of them all sitting in the three-two bracket. Um, so it's it's not like it was just the people that won their games like tabled their opponents, so kind of automatically got theirs and denied their opponents, sort of thing. No, you still um, to achieve them to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ash Ash came in seventh overall and got best destruction with um, Gargants. Yep, and then uh, best death. We had Thomas Strahan um, with Soulblight Gravelords. Indeed. Um, and he overall came in 25th. Now, this is a this is one of the interesting ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he, he so he came in 25th, but still got best death because in the in the pack, the way I had done the best in Grand Alliance ones was I'd done it as a, these are kind of gaming awards. And so for those awards, the painting and the, um, the the painting and the sports didn't come into it. Um, Mm. So it was basically just your list points and then your result in terms of your, your win loss draw. Um, So that's why um, Thomas dropped down because of his painting a bit. Um, Cause I think he's, (laughs) he's been working through a horde of 60 zombies. um, And so that was, he just kind of they weren't all at the 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 full level i guess to um to reach the 20 and so he he dropped some points for painting which obviously drops him a whole bracket a whole bracket because it's it's 10 points right which drops him a win essentially so he's he's sitting in the in the three in the in and amongst all the other people that kind of went three two um just because of his painting dropping him down there a bit um but Mm. from a from a gaming perspective he was he was a four one um anyone best death came went home with a trophy yeah hmm. so yeah it's again it's something that i wanted those to reward gaming because they were supposed to be around yeah. generalship um so again i don't want all of the awards to be like oh well you've got to still be a decent painter and a good like you know what i mean like uh, i i kind of hmm. wanted people to be able to get gaming awards as well um so yeah, um, best chaos went to Jordan Burgess. Um, it's another solid result for Jordan. Um, he came in eleventh overall. 
because yeah. Uh, yeah, he got it. That's right. He got a draw. So he was um, he was three one one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he got a draw. Um, but uh, the mix of um, order, as we said in the review list review show, there was fifty percent of the lists at the event were order. So there's mm. there's a lot of people as well, like in the top ten <laughs> that were order lists. So um, best chaos that just sh- like shows it being eleventh how much order there was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, we had best order, which was uh Pui Hin Ho. Uh, yes. he had he had Lumineth, Realm Lords, um, and he came in eighth overall. Yep. And just uh, with uh, Pui mentioning Pui Hin Ho, um, shout out to the White Lions Club, um, who made their debut at um uh, City of Slaughter this year. Uh they actually had a um They'd sought, um, obviously sought permission to um, do some filming at the event, so they were actually doing their own sort of side um, commentary of the event uh, to their own audience, I think, uh, uh, their own uh, Chinese-speaking audience. So it was um, really cool to see them getting amongst it, have, setting up some really nice cameras, um, commentating their games. Um, uh, Gary Chen's uh, just sent through um, just a kind of a, a first draft of the um, the footage from the event, so we're we, we both yet to... Um, have a proper look at it all, but um, the, the skim that I've had through looks like some really high quality um, commentary and uh, film work and just really just super stoked that um, that you guys came along and got involved and wanted to broadcast like that. So that's really cool. That's just, I'm really, yeah, really honoured that you guys um, came along to and uh, wanted to do that. So thank you. And hopefully we'll see you guys again next year. Yeah, 100%. Um, as you said, um, Gary reached out ahead of the event and um, said, like, is it okay if I have somebody come and film my games for, like, um, a, a video kind of blog um, that I, I do for um, like a Chinese audience um, about wargaming in Australia? And I, was, yeah, I said, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's great to to get coverage and, and stuff like that um, and cool that we'll, there'll be people watching in China that will get, yeah, like, they'll see... <laughs> they'll see our event and, and everything. So, um, yeah, that's great. I mean, when he said, Oh, can I have someone come along and film? I was expecting just like a friend with like a, a little camera kind of thing, or like I've done it in previous years where I like set up my GoPro above the table and time-lapse it. And then the yeah, guy rocks, yeah. guy rocks up like a professional, like cameraman with like a waist belt, big old camera <laughs> walking through. And I was like, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. this is like some professional stuff. Yeah, they had like full on like live stream sort of capability there, just set up on I think it was a table one at one point. Um, they were playing on the top, at the top. And they they were all up on the top tables all weekend. Their their whole team, you know, down yeah. in the on the floor. So, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, so yeah, Pui came in eighth with Lumineth, and then Gary actually came in ninth with Daughters of Cain. So yeah, they were they're both eighth and ninth. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, they they did they did well, um. So yeah, that was the best order and um, the gaming results. Um, and they were basically all the best non-podium, uh, podiuming, uh, <laughs> non-podium, results. yeah, non-podium yeah. results for those yeah. factions. So um, in third, we had Bob Van Emmerich. So he's obviously not just a talented painter, but also a, a solid gamer as well with his Soul Blight. Yeah. 
um, having a, a really good result there. Um, going 4-1, a grand strat differential of seven um, as well. So um, he did really well. Yep. Um, He's come, he comes down from um, Hales from Maitland as well. Yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, he yeah. he was from the Maitland area. So um, yeah, as yeah. I say, like I hadn't hadn't met Bob before, but um, yeah. always love always love seeing new people on on the on the tournament scene and and yeah, yeah especially people that are kind of that travel all, all round mm. pillars, I guess, of of, of mm. the hobby. Like good painters, like nice people to play in terms of sports, um, and yeah, obviously accomplished gamers as well. So yeah, the triple threat. Well done, Bob. Um, nice to meet you. Like, uh, sorry, I didn't really get much of a chance to actually have a, a proper conversation with you. I definitely wanted to. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully I'll catch you next year anyway and can have more of a chat um, Yeah, next time. Uh, or I'll get to see you at an event before then, maybe. Yeah. Um, so then in second place, we had Anthony Magro, the coach himself. Um, looks like all that coaching has paid off, um, that or that or getting a new Daughters of Cain book. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but he he went. He was also un, he went undefeated. He was four wins and a draw, um, and mm-hmm. he had a grand strat differential of eight. So um, yeah, a, a really strong result for Anthony there. Um, with so he... the only Daughters of Cain list that wasn't. Uh, Zaynth Arkai snakes. It was Drake Chicken F with like hordes of witches and sisters as well. So, yeah, well, well, done. well done, Anthony. Well, if he'd, what well, if he, what we're mentioning before, like, um, if he had not drawn, he would have won the event. Yes, he would have. Um, just on gamesman points, by he would have won by two points if he hadn't drawn. Wow, <laughs> crazy. Because yeah, if if he hadn't drawn with the numbers we had, it was possible for there to be two five O's. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, obviously, uh, spoiler alert: the, the person that then won the event in first place, um, Joel Graham, going back to back, going five and O, um, only person at the event to go five and O, got ten out of ten on his grand strat differential, um, ninety three yeah. battle battle points as well, which was like his actual like VP kind of differentials as well yeah. so on the on the 20 nil scoring system as well he he got 93 out of essentially 100 yeah. um your, your max score again could be 100 but a sliding scale between 100 and zero and he got he got 93 mm-hmm. um so an amazing result there i think anthony was the next highest with um with eight uh no no on um, oh sorry your, your vp differential <clears throat> sorry with oh, um, right, right, right. 77 yeah, so it's a it's a it's a jump right from first to second um, to get seventy seven. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, a very another very solid result for Joel. So, um, well done. Um, and he he didn't have an easy path to the top either. Like he had a pretty high strength of schedule, um, which you should like obviously winning, especially like on the the later rounds, you should be playing other people that are doing well. Um, so he had a, a strength of schedule of 61. Um, and I think the only people that had a higher strength of schedule were Ash, um, 67, because obviously the only person he lost to was Joel. Um, and then Mitch Gleason actually had a pretty tough run. Um, he had 63 as his strength of schedule. Um, yep. And Rob Rob Carlin had 63 as well. I think he played Joel in the first round. 
Um, yeah, I think he played nearly all of the Crutch Hammer guys over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just I've been listening into um, the the Crutch Hammers uh, debut podcast. Um, they're doing a Sydney Slaughter review. Um, and yeah, I think as they've, they've been going through their games, I've got, I've got about 50 minutes or so left in, in listening at, at the time of this recording, but, um, yeah, I think each of them has played Rob Carlin. So they'll just sing his praises all throughout the episode. So well done, Rob. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shout cool. out to Rob with his maggot King <laughs> looking at those, uh, nerglings. <laughs> and it was, it was so good to see Rob at an event as well. Cause I don't think he's been to an event for two or three years. Um, so yeah. And he was, he was happy to be like. They're good. My army's good now because I think when he was used to play <laughs> play Nurgle, they weren't particularly great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, just yeah having... He'd he'd come along to Goulburn Smash. I think that might have been possibly could have been his uh, last one before then. Have to ask him. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Um, I was just trying to have a look actually there because the person with the highest strength of schedule. If we're just looking at stats, was Lachlan Clark with his Night Haunt? He had a strength of schedule of sixty-eight. Jeez. Um, so yeah, I was just looking at who he actually ended up playing um, to get that. So he played Jared from Crutch uh, from Crutch Hammer uh, yep. in the first round, um, and then uh, bear with me, James Fillier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'll just, while, while you're looking at that, um, I'm just going to shout out to the clubs that came. So we had, uh, so I, thought, I don't think Clan Filth is a club anymore, but we had some Clan Filth. Yeah, it's um, disbanded. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. So, so no, no Clan Filth this year, even though they there was still a couple of people um, scraping in there with that as the club. But um, yep, yeah, as mentioned, um, shout out to Crutch Hammer. Uh, the boys came down from Bathurst. Um, and then we've got the D3 Mortal Wounds boys, as always, always getting shout-outs, um, feeling the love there from the boys. Uh, there's a team that's just got just two great guys trying their best. So I think that was that's, Ash that's and Ash Matt. Ash and Matt, yeah. <laughs> so shout-out to those boys. Uh, White Lines, as mentioned. Um, then we had some Western Warriors um, representation. So shout-out to you boys. Um, they've always uh, shown up to to Sydney Slaughter over the years, been, been a Sydney-based, uh, one of the longer-running uh, Sydney-based clubs. Um, we had the Scrub Hammer, the boys from Port Macquarie come down. Um, guys, great to have you come back again uh, for a second year. Um, really love having you guys come along. Uh, and then we've got Chaos, so the Canberra AOS crew came up. Uh, so shout out to you boys. Always a pleasure. I think you guys were the second biggest um, showing in the club. So D3 Mortal Wounds always seem to be at the top uh, as to, in terms of representation. And this year, the next next rung down was um, was Canberra AOS. So thanks for traveling up for the weekend, guys. I know it's it's, it's not too far, but it's far enough to be a bit of a weekend away. Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, going down, we got Thunder Down Under, <laughs> which is um, Thomas Strawn. Um, I don't know who else is in that one. We'll see in a minute. Uh, Dithy Model Wind, Scrap MR. We've got Lords of Ruin. So we had some representations. We had Robert Kern uh, with his Sylvaneth. Beautiful Sylvaneth army, by the way, um, representing the Lords of Ruin. Good to see the Sylvaneth still on the table. Um, we had some Jolt representation uh, with John Inga um, and the boys from Jolt representing. 
Um, I think that's it. We had Warhammer Phillip. We had Jonathan Byrne representing Warhammer Phillip. So shout out to you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the clubs that came along who registered their names. Yeah, I'm just having a look now, and yeah, we. Um, I think unless there's a few that have been that didn't necessarily put clubs on when they registered. Like we've got the biggest club, I think, as we talked about before, was D3. There was 12 of the D3 Mortal Wins boys. Um, and then it was Scrub Hammer was the next. Um, oh, ah, I got it wrong. It was, yeah, yeah, it was Scrub Hammer. They had eight come down, and oh, then wow. it was okay. then cool. it was Canberra AOS with five. Oh, really? Oh, maybe I got it mixed. Okay, apologies, Scrub Hammer. You boys are now the second biggest representation at Slaughter. So, fuck yeah, awesome. Um, and then yeah, Crutch Hammer. Obviously, there was four of them as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, definitely good to see a lot of um a lot of groups kind of coming along um mm, yeah so that was cool um i found so lachlan he played in round two uh he was paired against um i think i just found it i think it was yeah he he played anthony in round two yeah um and then round three he played stephen drury who had the Legion of the First Prince list with the Cronspine. Yep. And then in round four, he played Rob Kern. Uh, no, sorry, Steve, that was Stephen. Uh, come on, Lachlan, where have you gone? No, he played Gary from the White Lines group. Yep. So, yeah. Um, he uh, Yeah, he had a high-strength schedule from all of those games. Sweet. I thought it was very interesting. Um but yeah, so uh, that was kind of the overall results. Um, I guess going down the the top ten. Um, obviously, we had Joel uh, in first with Beast of Chaos, um, mm. and then we had, which is another different army. So he's won. Gave, gave spawn. Yeah, yeah, gave spawn. So he's won so many events this year, um, and most of them have been with different armies. Like he's won events with his Deepkin. He's won events with kind of Slaves to Darkness beasts um so he's yeah he's he's been winning a lot and doing it with different armies so props to him um hmm. and we had anthony in second with daughters of cain drake chicken f um and then bob um with Soblight in vikos yep. um and then we had so in fourth we actually had matt campbell um so yeah i said matt would be up there with a 4-1 um another solid um super consistent result from him um yep. So he was actually in in fourth place from overall pairings, um, like everything considered, um, with Tempezai. And then we had Jordan Goodchild, who we had on uh, in fifth. So a great result for him as well. I think he'd be stoked with that. Yeah. yeah. Going um, again, going four one. Um, so third, fourth, and fifth were all obviously four one, and they all were tied on their grand strat differential at seven. And they all had max painting, max sports, and their list. So yeah. they they all had a total score of ninety, and they were tied on grand strat differential. So they then got separated by their battle points, which was the VP twenty nil system scores. Yeah. So the difference between third place and fourth place, so the podium changing, was one point. <laughs> yeah. So Bob had seventy six. And Matt had seventy five, so you nearly podiumed Matt. You just needed, yeah. <laughs> you just needed one more VP. 
yeah yeah um but then i'm kind of glad you didn't to be honest because i don't think i had a third tiebreaker <laughs> I, did, I think i did it i think i did it was strength of schedule and yeah bob had 54 and matt had 50 so if they had yeah. tied uh yeah it still would have been, been bob and yeah yeah but um but yeah jared baker in sixth with his um stormcast eternals hammers of sigma list um then we've, as mentioned we got ash at seventh with his gargants um did he have a sub faction for that one Remember uh, which one yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure with Gargants, it's always going to be um, the not Stomper tribe, Taker tribe, where they Take count as extra yeah. models. Yeah. Then um, eighth was Pui Hin Ho with the Lumineth um, Sire uh, list. Yep. And Gary Chen, Daughters of Cain. I don't know what his sub-faction was. Uh, so um, he was uh, he was Zanthakai. Zanthakai, cool. And then tenth, we'll just might stop it at tenth, but um. Yep. Hayden Wright with the Seraphon. Bit of a Seraphon up there. So well done, Hayden. That's a strong showing, mate, at 10th. Yeah, so I think he was Anthony's draw. Ah, right, right. Yeah, I think I think it was Anthony and Hayden when they played each other, <clears throat> they they drew. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, there you go. So, yeah, Hayden doing well there um, and coming in 10th. And, yeah, it was, as I say, it was basically... Beasts in first, Soulblight in third, Gargants in seventh, and then the rest of the top ten was all order. <laughs> yeah. Who played the Who played the quickest game? So we've got average time. I was going to say the average stat. time, yeah. yeah. Which it was the same person as last year. <laughs> Fastest game? Was Liam, because he just runs <laughs> forward and either <laughs> takes people off or, or dies. dies. <laughs> So what did he have? He had one hour and 10 was his Which average. Which still blows my mind. I do not yeah. understand how his average game time is an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. That's not obviously not including your opponent, but um, but yeah, that's crazy. An hour and 10. Well, no, that, that is. It's it's the full round. It's like the round time. What? Is this so the like, full round time? Yeah, yeah. It's the full oh, round okay. time. Oh, okay. I just, so like, I just it assumed includes, it was... Um, no, it includes deployment. It includes half. everything. So like it's basically at what oh, point you it's you at what point you start the round and then they enter their scores. Okay. Oh, I so see. yeah, cool. all right. Like so, there's no one there obviously that goes past like three hours, etc. Yeah. Um. So because they they couldn't because the maximum anyone could play to is three hours. So I think the long oh, that's interesting. Let's see who's the slowest player statistically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was for you, Sean. Where, where's um, the Gumby? Where's the Gumby player? Yeah. Oh, so it it was Rory, which is understandable because it was literally his first event. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's fine. Like he would have had time explaining stuff, having people explain it to him, and everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it's good. Um. And then to be honest, like, and he was two forty, right? And considering we have three hour rounds, um. Obviously, no one, no one can play past three hours, so that is naturally going to cap, yeah. cap that time down a bit. But like generally, the the longest average time was like the two and a half hour mark. Yeah, so I could so, conceivably um, put a case forward to reduce game times to two hours forty five max. Maybe, but the issue is like there'll be games that go to play time, out. Yeah. and then there'll be yeah. a game like all it takes right is one game to go to three hours and one game that you're done half an hour early, like two and a half hours. 
yeah, and yeah. Your, your average, average yeah. will be 245, mm. but you would have still wanted that extra 15 minutes in that one game that lasted three hours sort of thing. Yeah, and um, that could have been the game that won you the or lost you the event or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind there of, were a lot of games that did still go to time. Like yeah. that is that is something it always will be. Yeah. I wanted to comment on even with three hour rounds, there were still a lot of games where like we had to call dice down, people needed to get their results and stuff in. So um like I don't know if that's I do feel like the Sydney mm. scene, it hasn't had a lot of events. Um, and there's definitely a lot of people I think that go to slaughter that don't necessarily go to other events, um, like the D3 boys, etc. Um, so I do think there was a lot of people there that they haven't had many games, um, or if any games of AOS three, which definitely would have slowed slowed things down. Um, yeah, but, but it, it it definitely seeing how many games people were still going to the three hour mark, it, it definitely made me not really want to reduce. The round times um yeah yeah but yeah liam liam literally has more time not playing games than he does playing games <laughs> <laughs> which is which is just mental um, i did give him the give him the challenge of finishing a game in 10 minutes um <laughs> but he didn't achieve that one <laughs> we had a prize, so prize no, pro. no prize for you liam <laughs> you just have to be better liam just be better <laughs> too funny um but yeah so that's that's some interesting interesting stats um mm-hmm. i'm just curious as to the armies where we had like one of that army and they haven't been performing particularly well like where they came for example um i'd have to really dig into it to try and get stats of like overall what was the best performing faction and stuff like that in terms of overall representation um but like so like i want to know where slanesh came for example yeah okay so slanesh went one and four so they they got one win (laughs) um so yeah they were definitely struggling um i guess as expected um shem definitely upped him upped his game from last year where he was the he was the wooden spoon last year he got himself one win and a draw this year with his scape with his skaven um Corn, where did Corn come in? Blake with his Bloodthirsters, he came in forty-first with two wins. So, um, and then John Daly, also with kind of Reapers of Vengeance, he got two wins and a draw uh, at thirty-second. So yeah, Corn kind of, yeah. I mean, I'd say the results are fairly representative of the general meta and the armies that were kind of performing at the top. The Gits list, Scott came in twenty-eighth with three wins. So right in the middle of the pack. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, like we had we had Stormcast like at the top, like towards the top, fifth and sixth. Um, but then there were so many. You've, you've got Stormcast in the middle of the pack and then you've got some Stormcast also kind of, yeah, like towards the bottom. Sorry, Wilso. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jono as well. Um, basically the Stormcast list that were going into the Annihilator builds and not being the kind of dragons and long strikes were the ones that were <laughs> at the bottom. Um, and then Sean Hay was middle of the pack, 27th, with his really interesting Astral Templars uh, Palador list. Yep. So that obviously had some play, like getting three wins. So that's pretty cool to see. 
Yep. Another contender for um for best painted. <laughs> like for painting, yeah. His army looks awesome. Mm. Like the colours yeah. and stuff, the turquoise and, and stuff is yeah. super vibrant. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it was a it was a good showing. Um Deepkin I thought might have maybe been a bit higher. Um, but there wasn't loads of Deepkin because like Deepkin at Border War it was so much Deepkin at the top of Border War. Um, but yeah, top Deepkin was like 12th at Slaughter. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, 52nd. Um, and I think there should be one more. Uh Can't find him I, now. Einstein. Joel. No. Joel. Joel. I'm trying to find him. Uh, Einstein. There we go. Forty seventh. So yeah, they both kind of yeah. The other two deepkin lists went. Mm, oh two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went two, sure. two, th- went two, three, and then the other deep, the highest deepkin went three, and a draw. So. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I think it was a good mix. Um. And yeah, just like I say, uh, really enjoyed seeing all the armies kind of on the mm. on the tabletop. I thought the boards looked great. I was really happy with kind of what we pulled together, I guess, from the mats from Deep Cut and the terrain we had. Um, I think I was particularly pleased with myself with the Realm of Heavens mat with the the circles and lining up the circular terrain pieces that like the semicircles that yeah, we had. Um, and it's just, like made made for it. Just yeah. lining them up. Um, yeah. I was pretty pretty pleased with how they looked i think i had quite a lot of people comment on that like the photos on twitter being like oh that looks so good like the terrain matching the table and stuff and i was like yes i am proud of myself for that one (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah should we do you want to do your your salty and sweet and then um i think that Mm. might be that might be episode 50 okay um I don't know. We, I think we might have the same salties. I think, but um, the salty for me was the um, down under pairings. Agreed. Yeah. Fuck you, down under pairings. <laughs> <laughs> that was our salt from a TO perspective. That was our um, yeah. Uh, I knew that would be your salty too. Um, but yeah. for the sweet, um, oh. <laughs> um, the heartfelt sweet is um, there's always this moment um, at slaughter and yeah, if, at events that I've run, but mainly. Yeah, it's slaughter. Um, there's this point where, in like, it's usually about 20 minutes into the first game of the tournament, where I just kind of stop and I look around and I just see um, everyone just playing games, rolling dice, chatting, people going to the bar, people just having fun, like rolling dice on all the tables. Um, it's like all the work that's gone into it is now, it's now in play. Everything's happening. We're all here together, and it's just awesome. I just get this um, feeling of satisfaction and happiness of just seeing um, everyone just having fun, rolling dice, playing Warhammer. Um, it's just a, a great feeling. Um, and it's a great thing to see happening um, and a great community to be a part of. So I think that's my, that's my sweet, my heartfelt sweet. Um, my other sweet is, uh, is the, the cocktail. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. From that perspective yeah, is the, uh, that's my, Mother sweet, but yeah, that's probably the main thing. Yeah, just the seeing, just in that moment where I I pause and I see, and just sort of it hits me what's happening in the room, and um, I just a overwhelming sense of um, appreciation and gratitude um, is how I could probably best describe it. But yeah, that's my 
that's mine. What's what about you, mate? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think mine was five years of running Slaughter, and this was mm. the first time the first time I played a game. So actually, that round three on day one, just getting to play a game and know that I didn't like I wasn't as like I enjoy running the event and I would never stop doing it. But there's always a bit of stress in the back of my mind about stuff like is the like the pairings needs to work and all this stuff but like round three day one i think was the perfect time for me to play a game knowing that i didn't because you were going to be doing like the painting scores and stuff like that and i I didn't need to do it um just being like okay well everyone's playing their games now there's nothing i need to do in terms of making sure people's results are in immediately for a next round today like i can just play this game and just kind of get to play a game at uh, my tournament like the the tournament that we put on like five years in it's the first time i've been able to play um so yeah that that was that was sweet that was cool getting getting to play and then i was also going to say the cocktail um i was very (laughs) i was very happy that we got to pull that off and also that it went down so well in terms of the venue loved it. They got loads of sales, so they were super happy with how much they sold. Tammy had to go and get more Kraken after the first day because we went through so many. Um, and I think every <laughs> everyone I spoke to was super happy with the price point as well, like $10 for like two shots. Um, and like everyone enjoyed the taste as well. And like, so yeah, that was something I was super happy with because that was a, I knew I wanted to try and do a cocktail and get it across the line but I didn't know one if the venue would do it and then how much control I would have. But literally like I said, look, can we do a drink steal? I was thinking a cocktail special. If I'm allowed to input, can we theme it to this theme? Can I suggest a recipe? And I literally suggested the whole thing. And Tammy just like the venue, Joe's the venue manager went, yep, yep, we can do that. And then Joe uh, amazingly found the box art from the fury of the deep box set that we based it on and made up the, made up the posters and i was just it was awesome it was so good i was so happy with it so yeah yeah Uh, i regret not taking a copy with me because i wanted to frame it and put it up in the oh i got a picture i got a picture of it i can send it to you oh like okay okay cool thanks it's a decent picture you should be able to frame it um but um just as a as a memento for this year's one put it up Um, with the collect put up with the collection on the wall (laughs) so um yeah, that that for me was my sweet, and um, I guess yeah, other sweet would be the uh, the cock the the shot, the very sweet cream shot we had with the D three boys on this Sunday <laughs> Sunday night after pack up. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, that was gorgeous. <laughs> so uh, until the fireball kicked in and burnt my throat, but yes. <laughs> oh, and I guess one last sweet um, for me would be the quiz um namely the special guests um for the for those that did the quiz um they will have seen i was annoyed partly my salty as well the tech not working i guess but yeah. Uh, yeah. the tech not working from a audio visual perspective as well with the projector and everything i had hooked up to my laptop um because i had four special guests record question like four um four questions that i'd written um i sent them to some people in the community um in Australia and overseas, um, and they read out questions for us. So um, I just want to say thank you to Clint, 
thank you to Dan Street, AOS Shorts. Uh, thanks to Sean Bates. Um, and thank you to the Darren Watson. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, and, yeah, I was a bit disappointed that everyone didn't really get to properly hear them. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll splice those in so that everyone can hear the questions for those four questions. I can add those. Yeah. Add those. Yeah in as well um so that people can just hear the sound bites but um get a yeah. little bit more airplay from them um and yeah i just want to say thanks to those four fine gentlemen for uh giving me a little bit of their time to record those videos for me for the quiz yeah hi everyone clint from heralds of war here now we all know that i'm probably the world's biggest manfred fan other than himself but outside of the ranks of the gods uh, how many wizards are believed to be more skilled at the art of necromancy than Manfred von Karstein? Hey guys, Dan from AOS Shorts here. Hope you're having a great event and Chris is looking after you. So I've got a Sylvaneth question for you. What is the name of the gathering when the leaders of the Sylvaneth clans gather together in order to praise their goddess, Alariel? Good luck, guys. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Oh, baby. Oh, hi there, Australia. I didn't see you come in. Good luck at this week in Sydney, sort of. Now, Chris has asked me to present the next question, which is, how hard can Scarbrand really fuck? We all know he's the master of fucking, but what is the possible maximum number of damage or fucks he can do in one combat phase? G'day, lovelies. My mate Croak here, the one-for-one dead bastard, is well known for his celestial deliverance. But where was his first delivery, which the spell is named after? Um, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was my my salty and sweet. Um, had another great year. Honestly, love running it. Super proud of how far we've come over the five years and yeah. um, the commemorative Fact- coin, the coins and stuff we did. I think were great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, I did have more than just Liam this year saying, "Oh." can you do coins for the previous years? So I'm like, look, maybe if there's enough interest, we might need to think about doing a limited run on 20, like 2017, 2018, 2019 coins. If people are in, (laughs) in, if people are interested, but uh, they want the whole, they want the whole set. Yeah. Look, it's possible. Definitely possible. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's something I, I like. I think we'll keep doing that. Um, it doesn't eat up too mm. much into the the prize pool um, mm. and everything, and um, they make great objective markers and stuff as well. And like, I'm yeah. someone that likes mementos. Like I've said before, trophies, etc., mean so much more to me than like getting a three hundred dollar box. Because, or oh, don't get me wrong, three hundred dollar box is awesome, and yeah. I would be super happy to win it. But like, I can also go out and buy that. Like. And once I've used it, I've used it. But like a trophy is going to, it's something that can sit in a cabinet and I can look at and I will remember my weekend and remember my stuff. Like so, and it's the same thing with those coins. Mm. They're like a commemorative thing. Like it's a, a memento. You're playing a game and also like it's a nice way of subtly marketing. <laughs> if somebody plays against someone and they're using their slaughter thing as a, an objective token, someone goes, what's that? It just yeah. starts a conversation of like, oh, that's from Sydney Slaughter, a tournament you should yeah. go to. Yeah, but um, yeah, and look, look for the people that I guess are regulars that come to slaughter that would normally be there, but for one reason or another couldn't get a ticket, couldn't make it. We do have a few extras of those coins that we'll be selling on the website, 
if people want to pick them up. Um, I think we've still got a few from last year as well. Am yeah, I right? Got, that? Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got uh, a bunch from last year and a bunch still left over from this year. Um, and we've got the dice bags as well. So once we get the website, rectified. yeah, we need to get the website up and up and running, and and we need to get <laughs> it's been broken to, for like a year. Yeah, it's like... I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know um, we've got to sort it out. It's, yeah, we're we're, we're going to get onto someone that actually knows what they're doing and uh, yeah. get them to nice to fix our website and make it nice and functioning. Um, and then we'll actually yeah. yeah maybe get some more dice and get some stuff and yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we could get some mortally wounded objective rings. I don't know. Maybe we could get some of those. I mean, I don't use them either. So probably not. James is shaking his head at me. Like get that shit off my table. (laughs) But um, James is like, I don't need objective ring. I'll just make a 12 foot castle on the table. That's my objective. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Deal with that. You know, let's have some realism in this game. Here's your fucking (laughs) objective inside that castle. Inside that castle, capture this castle. That's your objective, bitch. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, with that, I think that, oh, that is terrible. That is episode fifty. Um, done and dusted. Mm. Another year of slaughter done. Bigger and better, I think. Um, mm. And yeah, we'll. Uh, I know we're both keen for next year, and we're already planning. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think next next year we'll, we'll aim to make some other big changes as well. That's it. So stay tuned. Indeed. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again, and you'll hear us again very soon. Now some words from our sponsors. Do I make you horny, baby? No, Mr. Powers. In fact, I find you repulsive. I'll tell you what does make me horny, though. Emerald hobbies. Maybe not as horny as freaking sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads, but still. You know why they make me horny? Well, come on, baby. Tell me. Don't stop now. I'm nearly there. Because they like to give to charity, Mr. Powers. Well, that's just groovy, baby, yeah. I had a girlfriend in college called Charity, and I gave to her all the time. Right. Anyway, they also have a huge range, Mr. Powers. It's not just Games Workshop, Star Wars Legion, Pathfinder, D&D. It also includes Marvel Crisis Protocol. Or if you're like me and you like liquid hot magma, you could buy some Fire Slayers. And to top it all off, they offer it all with $10 flat shipping across Australia. Come with me! I want to buy some frickin' sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. So I'm gonna go to www.emeraldhobbies.com.au War and Peace Games have over 30 years of experience specialising in quality, cutting-edge, historical plastic and metal miniatures, including Warlord Games, Ripping Beast, Frostgrave, and the renowned Perry Miniatures, just to name a few. Of course, they also supply Citadel miniatures and Games Workshop products for a tasty discount. So head over to warandpeacegames.com.au for your next hobby purchase. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. Here you are, not buying from Games Workshop. Now tell me, where are you buying from? Eat me. (laughs) I've tried to be fair, but now my patience has reached its end. Tell me, or I'll... No, not the button. Not the gumdrop button. All right, then. Where are you buying from? Okay, I'll tell you. Do you know Gap Games? Gap Games? Gap Games. Yes, I know Gap Games. Who's based in the Gap in Brisbane? Well, they offer 21% discount on Games Workshop. 
Games Workshop? Games Workshop! 21% discount on Games Workshop. My lord, we found the website. Well then, what are you waiting for? Type it in! It's gapgames.com.au, my lord. You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. You can contact Chris on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. You can contact James on Instagram at Duke Cadrick. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. For legal reasons, I'm not Morgan Freeman.